Arcology Lone Star Actual Play Podcast. I'm Vox. In this episode, the task force hits the streets in search of answers. What they find reveals an important clue regarding the nature of their strange case, but at what cost? All right, so we are recording. For the record, you can take a bonus point of edge, GM, because you refilled my coffee without telling me. Well, thank you. I'll make sure to use it against you personally. Right on. Now, I forget what day of the week uh, the dates corresponded to. But, uh, last we left off, I think it was getting into the first, and we'll kind of skip ahead a couple days. Nina's recovered from her wounds. Um, how is um, Detective Holmes doing after his uh, close encounter with ghouls? Uh, doing pretty well. Uh, it was uh, mostly physical damage, which got healed. As I'm looking at my uh, condition monitor here in Chummer, and I don't see any damage marked down anymore. Yeah, I know they were doing pretty much mainly stun damage, so there might have been a little bit that carried over. I had a spirit casting heal on him. Okay. Yeah, I think okay. Between, between that and the first aid, I think it came out pretty well. All right, everybody have a chance to take a look at the uh, thing I posted on the pricing of stuff? Yeah, I gave it yep. a quick yeah, glance. It. Okay, the echo just scared me. All right. Uh, what have those of you who haven't had to recover from injuries been doing the last couple of days? Billy Joe. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead with Billy Joe. I, I'm kind of messing around trying to get my setup on my laptop set, so go for it. Alrighty. Well, our friend Billy Joe purchased two tickets to the Monster Jam! One for himself and one for his uh, buddy who is his contact at the local electronics store that accidentally got shot in the leg on purpose by our LT. <laughs> Try and Men's fences, <laughs> as it were. All right, uh, give me an etiquette test. Okay. See how well that goes over. Looking at my sheet here. Ooh, a whole four dice for etiquette. Can I edge this? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely edging it. Just doubled my die pool. Okay, got two hits. They're both sixes, so we roll in my sixes. Okay. He seems kind of wary of you and uh, is generally grumpy, but... Um, yeah, overall, he does kind of loosen up a little bit by the end. Okay, got a total of four hits. Oh, okay, four hits. Um, that's even better. Yeah, you're able to kind of uh, smooth things over and um, I guess just yeah. get him focused on you know the game and such. And by by plenty of rounds of soy wiser. <laughs> All right, so it's gonna. Uh, we'll say it's gonna hold things and it cost you um, um, a couple hundred new yen, but you get the loyalty okay. point back that you lost. From nice. uh, crashing his place before. Okay. So what's uh, Maxwell been doing? Well, it's the beginning of the month, so I think it's uh, about time for the monthly meeting of the uh, Lone Star Magical Group. And I'll be getting together for, for that, as required by one of the restrictures. Um, there's, uh, there's lots of uh, robe-wearing, chanting, and uh, things that were generally discouraged from talking about amongst the general public. Gotcha. Are guests allowed? Is auditing okay? <laughs> well, you're a potential member, member, aren't you? Potential. That's it. I'm, uh, yeah, not so big on chanting, chanting and robes. I just want to see if it's for me. 
I like to think that Holmes goes only when he's like given a direct order to. Yeah. Well, I'll if you're gaining the benefits of the magical group, there's uh, definitely, I forget the exact detriments to. Oh, hey, welcome back. Sorry. Some people like pushing buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Need to stop doing that, Nick. Said every parent ever. Yeah, the, <laughs> the attendance uh, structure requires that uh, you attend at least four times a year, one of the monthly meetings. Yeah, so you probably keep that to the bare minimum required. But if you break a stricture, then uh, you're going to have some problems. And the um, strictures and all that stuff, is is that in the Google Doc? Yeah, uh, Google Ritual Group, and it should pop up. Cool, thanks. I will... Uh, or not uh, Google, but just Control-F. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, stop by and uh, watch as much as I'm allowed to without actually being a member and see if it's for me. All right, and what's uh, Tony been doing uh, during those couple days? He's been hanging out with all his no-good relatives. <laughs> oh, were you talking to me? Yeah. All right, you're going to have to repeat what you asked. Sorry, I was just ask, asking what you were up to the last couple of days. We're skipping ahead a couple of days, so just, just getting a quick rundown on just generally what people were doing. Well, Tony was uh, hanging out in Arlington with his old gang buddies. So, hanging out with criminals. <laughs> gotcha. The, the uh, VV, would that be? Yeah, kind of make the rounds and buy a few beers and have tacos with everybody. All right, and then uh, Billy Joe, I think, no, I already asked you. So, Officer Garrett, I think, was the only person I hadn't asked. Spend one day with his daughter, you know, just, you know, taking her to the zoo or the Tridplex, something along those lines. Typical daddy-daughter stuff. And he'll probably spend the other day kind of going through ideas and notes for uh, his uh, alter ego, Big D, for when eventually he talks uh, to the guys at the taco station. All right, so as far as that goes, give me a, um, I guess etiquette would be a good role. Uh, you can do con if you prefer. Is this for the gang infiltration thing, or is this for the yeah. time with my daughter? Oh, I haven't done the infiltration thing yet. It's basically working on a background, basically saying, hmm, oh, gotcha, what would have okay. been from here, he might have done from here, maybe work up some ideas to, for the tech guys to say, put these details in because, you know, that type of jazz. Sort of working on the fake dossier, which... I'll try to get you an actual document for that. I'd like to do it this weekend, but stuff happens. Okay. Um, so are you going to be hiring specialists to help build that identity, or are you mainly just kind of working up ideas for what you're going to be saying, or a little bit of both? A little bit of both. Um, mostly the, the lab, just building up ideas for right now. I wanted to uh, talk with the the, more, the LT and somebody, and everybody else to kind of get on the same page because maybe they might have some other ideas or some other ways for me to, or some other things that might integrate that would help me give more credence. All right, and uh, yeah, some stuff that made the news over the last couple of days is there's seems to be heavier gang violence um, south of Dallas. Uh, gangs openly fighting it out with, uh, you know, heavy weapons and machine guns and uh, grenades. So much violence. So it seems to have escalated above the normal, you know, Occasionally, like, beating each other up and firing a few rounds here and there. There's actual, like, uh, comparisons to a straight-up war zone. Lone Star has mainly stayed out of it. I'm avoiding the captain. <laughs> right, when, are you, the, when are you not avoiding the captain? When she's had a lot to drink. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Nina, you, you have to stop in that Saturday for an evaluation. 
to be released from your medical leave. Alrighty. I'm stopping at the headquarters and get checked over. And let's see, your um, your chronic illness is uh, kicking in this month, isn't it? It is. Alright, so give me, um, I guess, etiquette, con, or police procedures. Hmm. We'll go police procedures, since I don't have the other two. That's one hit. Okay, you're able to, to convince them to put you back on. Let's say it's not too bad. You got your medication. You'll be fine. So you, yeah, are, that's... you are cleared for active duty once more. Cool. Alright, and it's uh, kind of late morning on a Saturday afternoon. Your weekends aren't necessarily weekends for police officers. Uh, it's up to you whether uh, you're going to get together and do something or put some plan in motion. Well, I'd be curious to know what the rest of us are supposed to be doing while uh, infiltration of this group is taking place. Or rather, how long is that going to go on for before the rest of us can, you know, I don't know, start to... Do we want to ever risk surveillance? You know. You mean more than we already have? Yeah. Well, it all depends. You can do... Uh... You can survey me as I go in, you know, once I, if, if I can, you know, start weaseling my way in, you know, we could set things up, maybe do like mini stings, you know, do certain things. Like, for example, uh, maybe something can go down and you all could like arrest, make it arrest me to, for example, and, or, you know, we're doing something, we're hanging out, just come harass us. You know, be like, yeah, we know something about you, blah, 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 or whatever. Just kind of give myself more, a little bit more street cred and that type of stuff. So, and while all this is going on, you know, whatever tidbits I can come up with, you know, maybe someone in the background could be um, checking them out. But whenever I go in or meet with these guys, it would always be nice to at least have someone else around kind of back me up, you know, just in case things do go south. I don't want to be, you know, in a room full of, like, you know, gang members with only, say, like, a handgun, and they're pointing automatics at me, and I'm, yeah, I'm toast. So, that would be a bad thing. Well, yeah, uh, Garrett, Garrett uh, we can't outrun those bullets. No, <laughs> but hopefully I can. No, but it would just at least be nice that you could at least avenge my death. <laughs> oh, we got that covered. No, <laughs> I thought you were taking, um, I thought Holmes was going in with you, at least on occasion. Yeah, that was going to be one of the things I wanted to kind of talk about Maybe we might be able to maybe slowly start introducing maybe uh, one, maybe two other people. And I was like, yeah, these are with guys are with me, you know. And maybe if we could work it right, we introduce almost everybody as, yeah, we're all a little crew and everything like that. You wanna, and they can start hiring us for jobs. <laughs> yeah, side jobs. Yeah, that's side a good idea. That's a good idea. Uh. That sounds great, Eric, but uh, I, I can't be part of the crew. Well, just throwing it out there, LT. You know, brainstorming how we can go about doing this is all. No, I, I have a, an official directive that I can't do undercover work for a while. Don't want to know? Not unless you want the uh, uh, internal affairs after you. No, I tend to avoid them like hemorrhoids. <laughs> But uh, I think our number one thing is when Garrett is going in that uh, we are there to back him up, you know, scrape him off the sidewalk when uh, things go bad. Thanks for the vote of confidence. So you guys uh, thought about things like uh, when uh, Garrett goes in, uh, homes can be around, but remember the people we're dealing with, we know they have some kind of magical support. Very true. 
Now, I know a lot of magical people are crazy, so the idea of a magical, crazy homeless guy, that's kind of normal. Well, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't have to go in as crazy, magical, homeless guy. Clean him up a little bit, you know, or just uh, give him a new set of duds, maybe, you know, new hairstyle, whatever, and play him off as something else, because I don't think they exactly got a good look at him. At least I hope they didn't. Yeah, I look at Holmes, I look back at Garrett and raise my eyebrow at that. <laughs> no offense, but, you know, someone might put two and two together and say, hey, wait a minute, wasn't this a homeless guy a couple weeks ago? He's a well, man of the people. Well, all those homeless guys look the same to me. <laughs> so, well, my question is for the uh, undercover guys, so uh, how would you suggest we do this? You know, I can pull off a, a new pers- persona, I could become big, you know, big D, and try to weasel my way in. But do we have some sort of a plan or end game, something we want to try to work for? Well, the whole point of this exercise, Garrett, is to get someone on the inside, so we learn the lay of the land, and then we're going to pull the next phase of the op. Based on the op- on the information you get, we'll know who the targets are that we have to get, uh, and perhaps the approach we can take to uh, make them productive for our investigation. Well, shoot, figured it that much. But so, when do we want to start doing this? Want to start a couple? Want to try to work up a background for me, make it all nice and squeaky clean, or in this case, really dirty? Or do we just want to try? Or do we just want to jump into it with both feet? I think it would probably be a good idea for us to have some kind of public criminal record. Well, uh, especially Holmes, for, uh, Holmes, especially Holmes for coming you, in as like street level people. Holmes, aren't you the expert on this? Normally, I'd leave it to Buckner, but he can't be trusted to do something as basic as this. Well, Holmes, you're uh, the disguise and identity expert. You can help Garrett out. Rest of the team will be around to do standard surveillance and uh, response on this. Uh, we'll probably need to um, look at uh, shifts and uh, other ways of rotating us uh, around uh, f- to be available for backup, because uh, I guess the rest of you do need to sleep sometime. Once in a while. So here comes a question. Is this going to be soft cover, or is this going to be deep cover? In other words, you just want me to just kind of approach them, you know, whenever we want to try to, like, quote, set up meat, or do you want me to go, like, you know, full-blown deep cover, this is, you know, my life kind of thing, where, you know, set up a new apartment, new identity, a total new identity, and all that fun stuff, just in case they might be, you know, put a tail on me or something. It would mean I might be kind of separated from you guys for a little bit, but it might make for a, a more convincing situation. That sounds expensive. No one said this job's going to be cheap. I figure maybe we can reappropriate a company safe house or something like that, or, you know, try to find some low-end apartment somewhere where I could set up shop or something like that. And uh, background stuff would be no big deal. A couple extra clothes and stuff like that. You know, I could just repurpose some of my gear, you know, and no muss, no fuss. Well, I'm... uh not really the expert on that. I was really just the front man for a team. Um, Holmes, what do you think uh, we should do? Well, if we're going in as street-level operatives, we probably need to have 
a dirty background. If we're going in as experienced, higher-level criminals, we probably wouldn't want anything significant on our background. But I think having some kind of background that isn't our, our, our current lives is important. Because eventually somebody will go looking. And depending on what our, what our audience is, we'll either want them to find a lot of history on us or not so much. I think that really just depends on our angle that we're taking. All right. So how much is this basic level of cover going to cost us? So, Cliff, this is a question for you. Um, if we're going to be making basically criminal or recorded criminal history, is that going to be considered either forging criminal sins or buying fake sins? Or can we use Lone Star resources to basically make ourselves have a criminal profile outside of our normal, you know, corporate job that we have? Yeah, I guess as far as the uh, the computer paperwork side of things, it wouldn't necessarily require a um, creating a sin unless you actually want a fake sin. So you know, a lot of criminals are sinless, but there could be records, you know, out there. Um, creating the background for that would one of those tasks that I put in the list where you could certainly choose how much resources you want them to put into it and pay based on that. Buckner's free. <laughs> yeah, but Buckner is a screw-up. Yeah, he's not really qualified to do that kind of job. Dude, um, who wants to, a show of hands, who wants to trust our lives in Buckner's capable hands? Oh, it's not my life. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. So as far as uh, other things go, physical things, if you wanted to, say, buy new equipment or set up a new apartment, um, I guess you could do a, essentially buy a lifestyle for the month or whatever. Um, and, um, you know, normally I would say a second lifestyle you might not pay as much because, you know, part of your lifestyle is your food and stuff, but considering you have to furnish the place uh, to a certain degree, it'd probably work out to be the same. So if you wanted to get, like, a low lifestyle near the area, that you know, cost you two grand to set that up. So if uh, Officer Garrett and I are going to be the primary uh, detectives working this undercover operation, I think it's going to matter more with what Officer Garrett's comfort level is. You know, do you want to, what are you more comfortable doing? Going in as a, as a street thug or uh, going in as a more experienced career criminal? I guess another thing, too, that you could do is essentially... Uh, hire some consultants, so to speak, uh, as in hire some of the more, um, um, shall we say, shadowy elements of people to spread rumors about, to sort of create a, a street cred background for that persona. And that for that, you use the same pricing as you would for paying, you know, for, for any of those other uh, consultant fees. That would just sort of reflect you going around and bribing certain people uh you can reasonably trust or paying them well enough for them to be trustworthy on that factor. Probably the other question that we got to answer uh, is uh, what's Officer Garrett's uh, etiquette skill? Because if we're going to go in undercover, we're probably going to want to at least have both of us being able to lie relatively decently. Well, my etiquette's at a, at a four, and my con is uh, at a four as well. Uh, I, I think Garrett's, Garrett's. I think uh, Garrett's best off playing something as close to himself as possible. That was the point. I'm thinking maybe just a sort of a midpoint between street thug and you know uber professional. You know, someone who's been around a few times. You know, kind of like reliable hired muscle. 
you know, someone who can uh, think and get some stuff done, maybe just hasn't quite gotten to a certain level yet. Also gives me maybe a little bit of incentive to uh, maybe look for something better. Okay, so uh, what are you putting in motion here? Well, well we're, we're using Garrett like a goat. <laughs> goat, goat for the T-Rex? Thanks. All right, are you going to be buying the alternate lifestyle? That didn't come out right. Um, you know what I mean. <laughs> the alternate? Um, <laughs> the I'll lifestyle? Live, I'll live the high life on the department's dime. No problem there. Um, are you going to be paying, uh, basically uh, getting, uh, putting a requisition in to have uh, some falsified criminal records put in place? And are you going to be also putting uh, some money out to go, go out to your street contacts and sort of get some rumors spread out there about the persona? Um, are you buying any other equipment that would relate to this? That sort of thing. Well, here's a, this is what I say we start at. Um, I'd say start with the rumors and spreading spreading around. Maybe uh, some uh, reports we can sort of put in the, uh, the archives, as it were. Maybe listing uh, some, maybe having me show up in a few, uh, as maybe someone as a, not necessarily someone who's arrested, because that would mean a criminal sin. Or maybe someone who, someone known, uh, maybe like a, a line in a report that says, you know, off, you know detective such and such investigated. You know, suspect said, uh, mentioned somebody called Big D, um, basic description, that type of stuff, but unable to locate or something along those lines. Or maybe someone known as Big D is listed as a person of interest in, you know, some, in other action that happened somewhere else. Another idea could make me seem like I may not be from necessarily this area, but maybe uh, somewhere somewhere else in Texas that may, and then part of my cover story could be I came to the area, kind of lay low for some heat and trying to look for some new opportunities. So here's a different angle for us to consider. What if the, uh, the Lone Star smear campaign that we're kind of trying to investigate is somehow an inside job? That's always a possibility, but, uh, we'd still have to kind of go under, try to go undercover with these guys to try to uh, flush somebody out, but I mean, because I don't think we have the resources to start uh, shaking down too many people within the department, not unless we have something solid to go on. Have you seen any evidence of that? Okay, so let's focus on what we know. A lot of stuff could be happening, don't know. So let's look at some of the costs then for what it'll take to give us some of the history that we're looking for. It doesn't have to necessarily be much. I mean, we can we can be just kind of starting out, but... I got an idea. We're about the two of us. I, I kind of like the idea of us coming from like another area and uh, trying to uh, set up shop here. Um, I speak Aslander Spanish with a couple of uh, NAN languages. So I don't know, maybe come from someplace like, say, Austin, where it's kind of the split city, where there's a big Aslan presence. And maybe part of it is I might have cheesed somebody off, or maybe it's like, yeah, time to get out while the getting's good. And maybe we could. Uh, Try to maybe coordinate a little bit with the. Uh, I'm guessing Austin is probably also by Lone Star, and if they are, just maybe try to send some stuff their way and say, "Hey, can you guys kind of? We got something going on. Maybe try to drop this in some of their files. You know, that way if anybody goes checking, oh, guy from another city. Well, we'll go look him up and they find some of that stuff. That would work for me as well because I also had that same language background. Who doesn't speak Aslan or Spanish? 
In Texas? Hey, you better. <laughs> I speak English and redneck. <laughs> Redneck's more of a dialect. It's a specialization. <laughs> right. <laughs> I suppose I could get the, uh, the, the, the knowledge soft and plug it in, and then I could speak it. Yeah, if you got a skill jack, you can do that. I do, sir. I do have a skill jack. Okay, then. All right, well, I mean, pick your story. Set the budget. Let's go. Take care of it. Take care of it. Yeah, so what I'm looking at as far as uh, the dice pool costs for stuff, um, 12 dice at 50 new yen a piece to be whatever task we're setting it at is going to run 600 new yen. That's to plan to the background or to set the whole thing up. Yeah, that would that would be to like I think, and Cliff, you can kind of weigh in here. But my thought is that that dice pool would be used to basically do the Lone Star bureaucracy of contacting the Austin Lone Star branches, bringing them up to speed with what we're doing, and then the work that is involved in creating that background profile for us. Yes, so that that would be sort of the official paperwork side of things. If you wanted to do the street cred equivalent, that would be another separate task that you'd pay for. Would you consider that per person or just as a task in general, including both uh, Officer Dan and I? If uh, your two characters will be sort of linked together as a sort of a duo that have been known to work together a lot, um, I could see having, you know, one per. Alright then, I think the first thing you need to do is come up with, you know, with the actual identity's name. Um, I already threw off the, the sort of the street handle Big D, so... And come up with just about anything for that. Um, I don't know. What about you, Holmes? What do you think? Is that really a handle you want to have, Big D? <laughs> Try to make me disprove it and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a little more redneck than what I wanted. <laughs> I'm almost thinking like maybe we have uh, like a, a low-profile criminal background where we can say that you know we met somewhere in incarceration. Yeah, and but incarceration means that means a uh, we were caught and a sin, and a, a sin was issued unless we want to go through the problem of uh, generating a criminal sin. Eh, that might be more trouble and work. I would go with something along the lines of, you know, we might have run on a similar crew that just didn't stay together, but we worked together multiple times and we seemed to work together. You know, kind of that angle. Going as a pair where you're more of the muscle and I'm more of the silver tongue? Yeah, that works. Maybe we were previously a, a conning crew where, you know, uh, if we didn't get them on the long con, you know, we'd also strong arm them. Yeah, I could do something along those lines. That would work. You know, we're kind of guys who... Facilitators, yeah. You know, maybe done a little bit of work for a few people here and there, you know. Might have might want to try to plant tie you know supposed ties with certain groups and stuff like that. Or here's a goofball idea: if we can try to find if we can do sort of like a, a data search and try to find maybe people who are similar in profile to what we're talking about in the Austin area who might or may not might be say like missing or something like that, and try to assume their identity. Or at least enough to where we might be able to throw a little reasonable doubt around. It might not be a bad angle either. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let me roll some dice to see what uh, some of that searching may look like. Maybe matrix search, which is what? Computer plus logic? Uh, intuition. 
So I got 15 dice in that. That would work. No, a little bit less, but still, not bad. So, Cliff, do you want to give me a uh, threshold of, you know, a target number that I'd be looking for so I know how much how much time in either hours or days we'd need to kind of find... Now, you're just using criminal. a comlink, right? Not a cyber deck with a browse program? Correct, yeah, unless uh, we can get a loaner from Lone Star. Or you just go to the office and do it and use a cyber terminal. Yeah, we'll see. You can access something with a browse program that'll cut the time in half, so... Um, I guess each test will be a half hour. It's extended test, so every, every test beyond the first, you take a die away. And uh, just figure out how long it takes you to get to 15 hits, or whether or not you get there. That was 15, like dice. 1 and 5? Yeah. One moment. And if you don't get to 15 hits before you feel like stopping, tell me when you stop. So he goes off to do that. It's going to take him a little while. Um, is your, uh, is, oh, no, I'm getting names mixed up again, Holmes. Um, as Holmes goes off to do some matrix searching, uh, Buckner stops in the office. Oh, oh, good, you're here. See, uh, the, uh, the captain asked me to stop down and, uh, uh, look in a new, um, and, uh, Tony, I think she wanted to talk to you. No, he doesn't say Tony, he says, uh, L- L- Lieutenant Chavez, uh, I, th- I think she wanted to talk to you, uh, sooner rather than later. Thanks, Buckner. Can you clean the coffee machine for me? Bye. Uh, sure, I, I guess. I mean, I just cleaned it yesterday. You know, it needs to be cleaned every day to get the best results. Everybody really appreciates your work. Oh, yeah, thanks, sure. I'll get right on it. So he goes over to the coffee machine and takes something out, puts something in, presses a button, and it starts the cleaning cycle. I go see the captain. I just look at Buckner and and smile and just shake my head. That kind of can-do attitude, he'll be a detective in no time. (laughs) You know the department runs on coffee. All right. When you get up to uh, captain, the captain's office, she's uh, sitting behind her desk, uh, manipulating something in AR that you can't see. Essentially, doing the equivalent of shuffling papers around on the desk and going through files. I wait patiently. She uh, pauses for a moment after she notices you. Says, "Come in, come in." I go in and wait. So it's been nearly a couple of weeks since we put you on this task force. Uh, can't say that I'm seeing or hearing of any results. <clears throat> Well, we've only found one very promising lead. Uh, Since it's a very delicate lead, we're taking our time in working it. Um, We're setting that up now. We're going to have to do an undercover operation and get somebody inside uh, so we don't lose this thread. All right, and uh, are you aware of the escalation in gang violence just to the south? Yes, I am. Well, it seems to be getting worse. It's not in a part of town that we're contracted to provide uh, emergency response to, except in extreme circumstances, but it's getting close to that point. I don't expect you to go out and combat gangers. That's certainly not what your task force is, your task group is for. But uh, whatever you're doing is likely somehow related to what's going on there. As a matter of fact, we're probably going to be sending a cleanup crew in there uh, within a few days if uh, things don't die down quickly. So we're going to be sending a heavy sweep through? That's what I said, isn't it? Uh, yes, ma'am. Sorry. All right. Well, you go ahead and follow your lead then. I uh, hope it turns up something. I'm going to want a uh, full report on my desk Monday morning. Yes, ma'am. You're dismissed. I turn about and leave. Uh, today's Sunday? Uh, Saturday, actually. I'm going to be spending a lot of time writing this report. <laughs> um, so... 
they don't actually have any evidence or anything. They just know there's been an activity and shooting. They haven't like gotten people's guns or bodies or witnesses or any of that. Just, hey, much more random violence. Yeah, the south side of Dallas is generally one of those places where Lone Star doesn't go except in force. And they haven't gotten around to sending the force down there yet. If it doesn't bleed over into Dallas proper, they generally leave it alone. And it, but it's it's usually not to this scale, so that's why they're probably planning in some sort of a uh, operation to clean things up. Okay, I'm going to have to authorize some money in the budget for me to go uh, hit all of my VV connections and see what the word is on the street. So what's the standard kind of bribe rate or information or whatever? I guess it depends on who you're talking to. Uh, you know, In the area of Arlington, it's a pretty rough part of town, so things like better quality goods can sometimes be better than Nguyen. But other than that, you know, eh, most people aren't going to sneer at a you know, a uh, hundred million or so. Something more like a thousand would be something more you, you pay somebody much higher up. You just kind of went around the streets, throw out a thousand million out there. You're probably more likely to get trouble than what you're looking for. Maybe I'm looking for trouble. Well, in which case you get both. You know, the last time that happened to us, it did not work out so well. <laughs> All right, so you guys do some work around the office and catch some lunch and hang out with Buckner. Um, yeah, that's top on my list. Um, and uh, so, uh, Tony, are you actually just making some calls, or are you going to head on down to Arlington and go meet with some of them? Uh, actually, I'm going to go meet with them, because some of the stuff they say, maybe you don't want to say over the uh, over the comms. Besides, how can we share tacos and reminisce about the good old days, unless I'm actually there? All right, gotcha. I don't think I have the document in front of me that has the name of your BV contact. I've taken notes around here somewhere. Well, I only have four or five of them. <laughs> probably posted in the forum as well, huh? Yeah, it is in the forum. i got to find that. I know somebody mentioned in the chat, but do we have an expense list going anywhere? Yeah, I posted a link to a spreadsheet. Okay, cool. I guess I'll stick it on the forums, too. Alright, so you've got um, Aoki Red, Ariella Mokes, however you pronounce that, Billy Shoes, I'm not sure who those are in. So, I have better notes somewhere, but I can't find them right now. So uh, Ariella Mokes, Billy Shoes, Maria Newts, and Sam Lopez are all VV gang members. Okay. Let's see, Ariella must be one of the uh, higher lieutenants with that connection rating. Sam Lopez is probably one of the lieutenants as well. Sam's more of a good drug connection for everybody. Gotcha. All right, so who are you going to go check in with then? Well, uh, Ariella and Sam are the two best, but who knows what other people are. I'll actually go visit all of them. Because, hey, they're my buddies, or at least people that uh, I know, and that trust me not to run them in right away, um, that I can go talk to. Okay, are you going by yourself or bringing in some support? Well, Billy Joe. Yes, sir. I, I think uh, perhaps we should uh, you should uh, at least keep an eye out for me or be ready to respond. Though I don't know if you want to drive the the unmarked police vehicle in there. Okay, I'll just follow you uh, remotely. 
Did we decide on whether or not we wanted that heavily armed drone or not? I thought it was a great idea, but haven't had uh, gotten a yay or nay on the actual requisition of said drone. So what, it was going to run around 26,000? Uh, I think it was something like that. I posted it up. I wrote a report and everything. One-eighth of our total budget. All right, team, what did you guys think about having the nice heavily armed drone as something available to us as extra fire support? I think it's a great idea. Sure, why not? I'm certainly all for it. Drones, 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 drones. Okay, uh, what kind of drone was this, and what what was it going to be armed with? Uh, Good question. (laughs) We we have a post somewhere, didn't we? Yeah, in the budget. I'm looking in the forum post. I don't see anything. I remember I posted on the forum somewhere. It's in the downtime. Oh, yeah, there I see the, the link. Uh, yeah. All right, so that would twenty six thousand would get you that Nissan Roto drone uh, with a heavy weapon mount and the Ultimax HMG with a gas vent three. And uh, like I mentioned before, regular ammo is free. So if you just want to load it with regular bullets, that won't cost you anything. But don't forget to put bullets in it. Oh yeah. We just fill the bucket. But that's something you can get in pretty short order. That's uh, we're gonna we're gonna use that drone when uh, Garrett gets shot. We'll we'll send it in, clear the area. <laughs> Again, Just keep in mind that someone who's reasonably the, thanks, yeah, thanks for the backup. You know, thanks for the good thoughts there. Just keep in mind that somebody who's reasonably who's reasonably skilled with a light pistol has a good chance of taking this thing down in one or two shots. What's that? The rotor drone? Yeah. No man, I've got defenses. Defenses. Just keep it out of light pistol range. Yes, sir. That's why we got the Ultramax HMG, too, because it's a long-range weapon. Put a Remington 950 on that puppy. Well, the HMG actually also works as an anti-vehicular weapon. Excellent. All right, so if you want to tag along or be nearby uh, in case uh, something happens and I have to run away, uh, that'd be great, Billy Joe. Or you could just come with me on the back of my motorcycle. We go ride around Arlington like uh, best pair of buddies. Do I have to like put my left hand on your right uh, belt loop? Well, it's more of the right kind of leathers and uh, other uh, little metal things in your in your body that you would need. I'm not getting any accessories, but I can go with you if you want. Uh, it's probably safer for you if you don't, uh, Billy Joe. Okay. Well, you mean you you mean you couldn't just like say, "Hey, this guy's okay," and then I'm okay. No. All right, then I'll be keeping my distance. If if you're with me, that's kind of a negative. I see. Someday I'm gonna ask LT what exactly did he do to piss off his family that much. All right. So while you're planning that excursion, uh, Nina, and off, or we'll say uh, Garrett, you're making some plans. Nina, what are you, what are you doing? Good question. I don't have anything assigned. Um, I don't have any uh, surveillance duties or anything like that or anybody to cover right now. So uh, I'll do paperwork. All right. Yeah, there's plenty of that to be done. There's always paperwork. (laughs) Oh, uh, Nina, there's the report on our operation. You could kind of put that together. Yes, sir. I started it. Astral Overwatch on your excursion? Hey, that's a great idea, Officer Voss. Then I'm going to uh, summon up the uh, spirit of the uh, the dead orc uh, 
uh, SWAT member, and uh, the two of us will uh, will follow along in Astral. Okay, uh, what force you summon? Uh, might as well go Force 6. And, uh, hold on a sec. Yeah, I'm going to use extra drams to uh, get an extra die here. While you're doing that, Nina, you can go make a police procedures roll. Alrighty. Three hits. Okay, you get a good start in the first hour. Go ahead and uh, take a die away and roll again, and then do that one more time. Okay. After that, I got just hold up your hits. hits. Alright, you get five services. Uh, resist six drain. Three more hits, and two more hits. Okay, after three Eight hours, total. you've got most most of the report pretty well written. Sweet. Uh, basically, uh, you need another two hits worth of work to go. Alright. About that time, uh, Detective Holmes, you're finishing up your data search. Uh, Officer Chavez and uh, Billy Joe are uh, uh, finishing uh, unpacking the uh, fancy new roto drone and uh, getting it loaded up with bullets. APDS bullets. Okay, yeah, those you're gonna have to buy. That's quite all right. And no drain for me. Can't say I get like two or three cases of ammo, stock ammo, and then trade it in for APDS. Uh, no. Damn. It's like saying, can't I just get a bunch of dirt and then? Uh, trade it in for some iron bars or something? Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, eliminate the middleman. <laughs> Doesn't hurt to ask. Uh, so, Nina, you've spent a long time working on paperwork, and it's frustrating getting the, you know, you, getting the actual, like, sections into where they need to go, and you've, you've got, you think a pretty good job, but it, uh, you have to struggle with it for quite a while. Alright, and um, refresh my memory exactly what you're looking for on your data search, Holmes. We were looking to find uh, criminals or known criminals that fit the general profile of one being more of a street tough enforcer and one being more of a uh, con man uh, type that would have worked in and around the same area about the same time. Um that also has gone missing. So they don't know if they're dead, don't know if they're alive, they're just not around. Okay, so you, I'm going to say you do find a couple different options. Uh, there uh, is a duo that are uh, thought to be brothers. Uh, called uh, One of them is called Raven, uh, who's known to be a, a shaman, and uh, a Native American shaman. And uh, the other one is... Uh, Grit, who is a uh, kind of a tougher street thug, they haven't been uh, seen or heard from for a good month or so. They had been sort of persons of interest and under some sort of very limited surveillance, but just generally kind of keeping tabs on them. So there's them, and then there's another, uh, actually a trio of people who kind of who kind of fit. There's a mage and a decker and a street tough who uh, uh, they're suspected uh, shadow runners. I'll let you make up names for them. So what's the Decker street name? How about... Don't want to use any of my past hacker names. So how about Crash will be the Decker? Alright, and there's a uh, hermetic mage who's uh, known to favor um, uh, acid spray type spells. Has a reputation for sort of flying out the handle and murdering people, you know, when, with a slightest splash. provocation. Yeah. <laughs> Crash, Splash, and... Uh, <laughs> Bob. No, just kidding. <laughs> nice. The third one, we'll, we'll name him uh, Nugent. Uncle Teddy? 
he sort of styles himself after uh, you know the ancient, uh, probably no longer alive um, uh, musician from uh, the previous century. I thought he'd be more like the uh, ancient god of guns and rock and roll at this point. <laughs> or better yet, we just call him we just call him Wango Tango. All right, but anyway, you, you've got you got these two different ones. This, this team, um, the last known job they pulled off was over a year ago, and no one's seen or heard from them since, as far as the stars or the uh, various other Matrix sites you've been searching uh, can tell. I kind of like the that one a lot better because being gone for a year, you know, we could just say, well, we went to ground and kind of come up with our own reason. But the ones who are still under surveillance have only been gone for a month. Well, better chance that they might pop back up. All right, so I'm going to need some additional training, then, it would seem. Don't have any uh, acid, splashy type of magic? Not precisely, but it can be learned. Well, here's also another angle. I mean, we don't have to go the recreate the entire team, for example. I could just take, you know, the guy, you know, the, the tough that was missing, and I could just say that, you know, we met along the way, you know. And you could just be, you know, we could try to come up with some sort of a back history for you of how we met and, you know, go that route. Yeah, we could do that. I could be a, uh, a previously untapped unknown resource that when you went to ground, you needed a new crew. And so this is what you've pieced together so far. There you go. That'll give me flexibility. Yeah, because a street tough can be a street tough can be a street tough. Magic, that's uh, going to be a little trickier. Okay, so um, now what are you guys doing? Let's say it's uh, mid-afternoon on a Saturday. You've done your data searching, worked on paperwork, uh, gotten the drone ready to go. Uh, I've had a that uh, fly-spy drone kind of monitoring the guys in the corner of the uh, taco bar. Has that picked up anything interesting over there? Well, it's recorded a lot of information. Start going through it. Okay. Uh, give me a, um, we'll call it a perception check. You're probably okay. skipping through stuff pretty fast and looking for anything you know, particularly interesting. Can I, is it like a visual? Not really. I mean, it is to some extent, but it has more to do with, I guess, noticing things and okay, looking for patterns and such. So it's more of a, more of a cerebral thing than just happen, just happening to see something. Okay. I got Two hits. Okay, yeah. Looks like every evening... Um, okay, well, there's there's one guy who hangs out there a lot. This really big, fat dude. And he just kind of hangs out in the same place every time for hours at a time. Doesn't seem to do much other than hang around and eat tacos. But a few times people come up and talk to him and they leave. Somebody comes up to talk to him and leaves. And these tend to be a fairly wide, um, wide range of different types of people. Uh, one like- person uh, is a, a white guy in a business suit. Uh, another person is a, a couple of uh, obvious uh, Amerindians with uh, tribal tattoos. And uh, there are a few that seem to come back on a pretty regular basis, and those are a couple of Hispanic guys that if you show them to Officer Garrett, he'll rec- recognize as Paco, and I think the other guy's name was uh, Rodrigo. They seem to actually be around the place relatively frequently, um, whereas most of the people just kind of come and go. Then, uh, at one point, there is uh, another Hispanic guy who's uh, pretty big, but not in the same way that the taco-eating guy is big. Um, he's more big in the sort of you know weight, weight, weight lifter who could uh, probably uh, do pretty well at bodybuilding competitions. 
Um, he's just got this sort of big, strong, tough guy look to him. He uh, actually sits down at the table with him for a few minutes and then leaves. And that's about what you get. Can I tell, are they having like hushed conversations? Can I like zoom in on their facial features and try and do some lip reading? I'm sure Lone Star has a lip reader guy. Or well, as they... far as any sort of maneuvering or different camera work, that would require you to be in the thing monitoring. Um, you're essentially going over stuff that's been recorded and sent back to your to your console. Okay. Is there any um, audio, or is it just visual? Oh, yeah, there's audio. Can I hear anything of what they're saying? Um, give me a... or What's the sensor rating of the drone? Ooh, let me look here. Let's see. MCT Plus by... Sensor uh, array rating three. Okay, yeah, that might be good enough to pick something up. Give me a um, a hearing based perception check. Okay, so I can add in like my earbuds. No. No. Okay, I got one, two, three, four hits. So caps out at three. Um, you're able to pick up a couple snippets of conversation. Um, you pick up the word um, shipment coming in. And uh, pick up another another brief point where um, um, regular regular place um, re- regular place has been shut down, and um, that's about that's about all you get. You get little snippets of conversation. It's not enough to catch much of it. They, they speak, speak in pretty hushed tones, but they get a little careless a couple times, and uh, you're okay. able to able to. If you were actually driving the drone. And you can kind of get closer or point the microphone certain ways. You'd be probably able to get more information, but from stuff that's just uh, that's just been recorded from the drone, just kind of hanging out, trying to essentially just not move and be a fly on the wall. Um, you have very little control over what it captures. Gotcha. So I'll relay any kind of information I got to the rest of the team about a shipment coming in, but the regular places shut down and. The big guy always being there. Uh, and any of this footage, can I see if like he's they're handing stuff back and forth like under the table? Um, doesn't look like it. No. Okay. Man, that guy sure puts down a lot of tacos. <laughs> Looks like, uh, gosh, you do a quick count. Someone in the neighborhood of about thirty a day. That boy can eat some tacos. Symbiotes. All right then. So, um, Chavez, when are you planning on doing your excursion into Arlington? Whenever I think my people be awake and active, which is, of course, going to be in the evening hours when people can do their drive-by drug and BTL purchases and whatever. That way I'll fit in like I'm a customer or something. Okay. So you, you knew before you kind of get to that, you take a look at over the uh, paperwork that, that Nina's done, and um, she's got all the kind of pertinent information there, but it's not really formatted the right way. Hey. Does anybody know how to format these operational reports? Uh, oh, sure, but uh, let me uh, let me take a look at it after I get done with this uh, ritual I'm handling. If uh, if you're not planning on doing the taking the trip until this evening, I've got uh, a binding that I want to take care of today. Okay, so all right, does this give me time to review Nina's report? Sure. It looks awesome to me. I have no idea how to fix it. <laughs> All right, so um, Ross, go ahead and make your binding roll. Okay, I'm doing a couple of things first. First of all, I'm going to be uh, taking a dose of uh, Psyche. 
What? Is that legal for the star? It's legal for everybody. They sold it at the Stuffer Shack. Yeah, how, how long does that last? Uh, for me, I think it lasts for 10 hours. All right. It's All right. 12 hours minus body. Okay. Then I'm take- planning on casting, uh, let's see, increase intuition at uh, four six. I got three hits on that. All right. Do you have a focus concentration that's covering that or uh, focus? I have psyche, so it only gives me a minus one penalty. Gotcha. Drugs are good. Yeah. Only if you share. And no drain there. Then I'm going to be casting increased willpower at force five. And I got two hits there and no drain. So that puts me at, uh, let's see, plus six overall on my normal drain uh, rolls. Okay, now I'm going to try to uh, to bind the uh, the SWAT orc I have here. All right. And again, he's a force six spirit of man. That's correct. All right, go for it. I got seven hits. Okay, uh, that is enough for two net hits, and uh, you're looking at resisting ten drain. Okay. I'm going to spend a point of edge post on this roll to reroll my failures. And I take one point of drain. All right, well done. You've, uh, you've bound this spirit more tightly to the, uh, to the plane of the living. Let's and see, uh, I you got put up a lot five of resistance. This is the first time around, and then and then plus one for one of my qualities, and then an extra two on the binding. So I've got eight services with him now. Yep, you've got that spirit bound. By that point, it's uh, it's definitely into into evening. It's probably about seven p.m. As I've done all the data searching and uh, made any other preparations that you wanted to. Let's see, uh, Nina is AFK, so. We've got um, Chavez with uh, Billy Joe are heading to Arlington, being covered in astral space by uh, Voss and the SWAT orc. Is anybody else tagging along or following or overwatching in some way? I'm going to be following an astral, and I'm probably going to be summoning a spirit before I head out. Uh, what, What spirit are you summoning? I think my old partner will go with me on this one. All right, what force are you summoning? It's Spirit of Man again? Yep. And I've been doing well with the four sixes, so I'll stick with that. Five hits. All right, well, you got one net hit. Well, that's that's enough. You're looking at eight drain. Okay, well, fortunately, I took the penalty for having those sustained spells, so... (laughs) Welcome back. That's two drain. All right. You uh, call him forth, he's... uh, it appears he's having some difficulty trying to open a package of uh, uh, Swiss rolls. He says, "Oh man, why can't you just let me be? Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yes. yes. Okay, sir. sorry, I'm doing bookkeeping here. Uh, and uh, my uh, zealous uh, delight at uh, working for the star does not help me uh, resist the, uh, the wound penalties here, so I'm going to be suffering from that uh, point of stun. Or three points of stun, rather. But I will. Uh, I'll do my best to help him out with his uh, with his fast food munchies and uh, head off uh, in the astral with him to uh, uh, to follow uh, the uh, the two guys on the motorbike as they head out into the uh, the wilds. All right, you make your way out into Arlington. Uh, typically, when you're heading out this way, uh, usually take um, uh, take the uh, three hundred three. Down that way, um, rather than the main highways, and uh, 
as you drive west of Dallas proper, the uh, you pass by Mountain Creek Lake, come over a big old bridge that crosses that, and uh, pretty much right after you get over the bridge, it starts getting the neighborhood starts getting worse and worse. Initially, uh, just kind of general people just milling around, looking uh, like they don't have anything better to do. You know, probably a bunch of the homeless and uh, some of the buildings looking more run down. But now, this is very farther. But I'm actually going to make sure that uh, I'm not drawing attention to myself too much, so I'm going to be sneaking on this trip into the bad part of town. Okay, so yeah, as you get a little bit closer and into the worst parts of town, where instead of rundown buildings, there's buildings that are blatantly falling apart, uh, and you know, gangs openly walking around carrying weapons, uh, you hop off on some of the side roads and take a little bit more time to get into VV turf. Uh, give me a sneaking roll. I have three hits. Okay, yeah, you've got a pretty good idea of what places to take to avoid the turf of various rival gangs, uh, though. Uh, uh, give me a perception check. This would be hearing-based. I have two. Okay. Um, you hear a, kind of a large thump from a few blocks away to the south. Um, you think that might have been an explosion. Not like a massive, like, huge buildings explosion. You know, more like, um, well, a grenade or something. Hearing bits of well, gunfire here and there isn't too terribly unusual, but that was, you know... A little bit something out of the ordinary for the area. Grenades are expensive. Well, uh, what? Billy Joe, you're my eye in the sky. Did you pick anything? Uh, and then may I'll I actually, make a perception text? I'll also speak aloud. Uh, maybe Voss is there or not. Who knows? But I'll say, aloud, hey, that was like a, an explosion noise over there. All right. And uh, uh, have- Billy Joe got. Four hits on a perception test. See if he knows. I was going to say, um, with the distance that you're going here, there's definitely going to be some noise because you're back at the HQ, right? Uh, well, yes and no. I'm plugged into the rotor drone, following the LT at long range. Right, but your meat is back at the um, back at the HQ. C- correct. Not, there's no legend or anything on here that tells me how what the scale is. I guess we'll just call that. Um, 10 kilometers? Well, well aren't here. the noise penalties like a log scale? Let me bring up the chart here. I mean, I think it goes by orders of magnitude, so if he's in one, in the in the long-range one, then he gets that. Page 231. Yeah, 10 we'll kilometers is just on the edge of three, noise 3. Yeah, we'll see you're within noise 3, so um, you can... Choose to, uh, basically for every rating of your, your remote control console, you can either run a program or um, reduce noise by one. There is a program called Signal Scrub that reduces noise by two for one slot, but uh, what rating console do you have? A three, sir. Okay, so you could essentially run no other programs um, and boost the signal so you don't get any noise penalties. Or you can deal with some penalty and um, you know, be able to run a program or two. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Okay, uh, so figure out what your noise is. And uh, Voss, uh, when you're in astral space as you get around here, there's definitely um, a bit of a background count. It's just a rougher part of town. There's a sense of desperation and fear and anger, and it's generally somewhat foggy and unpleasant. A uh, background count of about one. Okay. 
Okay, so uh, looking at noise of two. So I just subtract two die for my perception roll. Two dice from everything you do when you're in your drone. So like, essentially, if you're doing hot sim, that will counteract your bonus. Okay, yeah. So you're getting a little bit of lag. All right. Can I make said perception test? Yes. Okay, one, two, three, four hits. And what's the sensor rating? The so sensor rating on... Okay, I think it's three, but let me double check. Uh, MCT, Nissan Rotor Drone, sensor rating three. Okay. Yeah, so you... You um you definitely heard it as well. Uh, you run a little quick playback on your feed, and you pick up there was sort of a, a kind of a whoosh thump. So you think that might have been actually like a rocket or a missile. Grenades are okay. pretty out of the ordinary for the area, but um, a missile is really out of whack. And you you're able to I guess um, do some math, and uh, actually you give me a you give me a logic. Test. Um, well, I'll essentially have you roll the same thing as a memory test. I think that's logic plus intuition, if I remember right. Or is it logic plus willpower? I don't remember. I think it's intuition. We'll make it logic plus intuition. Okay, I'm rolling, and I got one, two, three, four, five hits. All right, it's a ways away, but um, you estimate that it's a good two to three kilometers to the south. It's not in the part of Arlington that you're currently headed into. But yeah, it's definitely weird. You've got a good uh, general area of where it's from, but it's too far for you to have seen anything happen. Okay, I want to relay what I figured out to the LT, that it's a, probably a rocket that went off about two or three clicks south of us. And uh, Oh, I should also ask you, um, how? Or, what's your uh, flight like? Are you... Are you staying pretty close to the ground? Um, are you flying, you know, considerably higher up? Are you moving with stealth, or just kind of counting on altitude? I'm higher up, stealthily higher up. All right. So about how many meters up? Let's say 300 feet. Is that long range? So we'll say about 100 meters. Um, long range up, whatever long range is. I don't have uh, a chart in front of me. Long range. Um, for a medium-heavy machine gun, goes up to 750 meters. Okay, I'm 500 meters up. Okay. All right, so Tony, what are you doing? I'm not local for nothing. Let's go have a look. Carefully. Alrighty. All right, so you uh, live up to your uh, name of Loco by heading towards where the rocket was fired. And you're uh, on your motorcycle, uh, right? I, I'm on my motorcycle. I do. Everybody on the team is hooked in. Anybody who's got wheels and maybe wants to think about being in the vicinity, that's fine. But uh, really, this is a look-see. We're not rolling in heavy. So Officer Garrett, uh, Detective Holmes, and uh, Nina are the ones who are not present in some way. Though um, Nina's currently wrangling. Well, Nina's player is currently wrangling children. And we just lost Tiny again. Uh <laughs> So I've got a technical question for you, Cliff. Yeah. Sustained spells in a background count, they get a penalty. Is it to the force or to the hits? I think it's the force, but there I can't find anything explicit in either missions, the street grimoire, or the main book. Let's say for now to the force, and I'll think about it later if I decide to change it. Okay, follow up that on that. If it's the force that gets dropped down and it's a uh, increased attribute, if that drops the force below what's necessary to uh, 
to meet or exceed the uh, the attribute it's cast on, does it stop working? Yeah, at that point the spell would collapse. Okay. Then in that case, uh, both my uh, sustained spells go away. Alright, and uh, Courtney, you're AFK while you're doing this, but uh, um, Tony's heading towards where they heard the explosion and they think a rocket hit somewhere um, off in the city. And um, he just put a call out to everybody if anybody wants to uh, get off. Well, I'll let you use your own words. <laughs> oh, we're going to take a look-see, but if they want to get into a set of wheels and uh, be around and support, that'd be great. But uh, we're not rolling in hot. It's just to take a look. Alrighty. I'm just going to guess that Holmes is not going to jump to the opportunity to go into a you know, potential combat situation. But uh, Garrett, what about you? I think you're back at HQ with... Uh, uh, Nina? Yeah, probably just working on some notes and stuff like that, trying to get the profile together, as I said before. I don't know, I can start moseying that direction if you want. Would it be possible to throw my, uh, my body, my meat sack, into the, uh, uh, into the car with you, and maybe a couple of my drones? Sure. I'll come too, if you're driving. So we're just gonna... Do we actually have a van for all that stuff yet? Because if we do, we can just kind of pile up and Drive casual. You talked about buying some vehicles, but I don't think anybody put the money down. I think we uh, we put in a requisition quite a while ago for uh, for an actual like undercover car. Yeah, there is an unmarked car. Yeah, it's an unmarked. It's still recognized. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a Lone Star Ford Americar without the Lone Star on it, but everything else looks just like Lone Star. Well, I don't have a car, so does this mean we have to take my poor? Wait a minute. This means we're going to have to take my poor Americar. Oh, wait. <laughs> my Americar was shot up. It'll fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Nina was riding shotgun in the Americar when she got shot. So I'll, uh, I'll sit in the back this time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Th- 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 that was like, you know, four days ago or so, or three or four days ago. It's been cleaned up since. Lots of Bondo. <laughs> and, and Nina was the one who was shot, not the car. That's true. Lots of Bondo for Nina. <laughs> yes. And duct tape. Human Bondo. There's got to be a market for that somewhere. Liquid, you know, liquid skin, just, you know, en- enhanced. With this new spray on skin, we can keep. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you guys uh, driving, like, driving like hell to get out there, or just more casual? Casual. If he was relatively casual about the invitation, then, yeah. Okay, you start heading out there, then. All right, so, Tony, how are you approaching the area? Carefully. Uh, Do you uh, ride your bike the whole way, or are you going to park it at some point and go on foot? Uh, I'm going to actually ride the bike the whole way. Okay. I suppose it gets you out of trouble faster, too. Um, So, So following him on the Astral, about 20 meters back and 10 meters up. Okay. And then we have the drone about 500 meters up. Correct. You could just ride the handlebars, Voss. I could, but I thought it would be nice to be able to, you know, see if anybody's sneaking up behind you. Just sit so you're facing backwards. (laughs) (laughs) It's really hard to stay uh, oriented with a uh, motorcycle and astral while you're uh, you're driving it. (laughs) It It just gets creepy fast. Looks cool, though. I won't see a thing. Yeah, but you'll feel it every time I go through your body. <laughs> I feel like somebody just walked over my grave. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say um, uh, Billy Joe 
at the range that you're at is going to count as long range for perception tests, so you're, in addition to any noise, you're minus three to any perception checks you make at this altitude. The important okay. thing is that it goes both ways, um, and so you're harder to notice up there, too. Okay. Um, so why don't you give me a stealth check, a sneaking check. Uh, don't forget to include your noise penalty. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I guess um, uh, Tony Chavez... Uh, you can uh, make a, a stinking check as well. And then all three of you uh, give me perception checks. I have four <laughs> hits on the sneaking. I have two hits on the sneaking for the rudder drone. I have two hits on perception. And I have three hits on perception. Do you need me to roll anything for Astral? Oh, yeah, just make a perception check. Okay. And the way I usually run things is you, you make perception checks to notice things in Astral space. The sensing is what, you know, what what you use to actually get more information. Ooh, guys, don't horse. forget about your tech nets. Oh, yeah. Tech net. I got six hits. Oh, hold on a second. Make that five hits. Because I've we're, got we're, uh, a penalty. We're all plus one to sneaking and plus two to perception for your enhanced situational awareness. Okay, so those of you in physical space, um, as you get closer and closer to the area, you hear um, you know, more frequent or, you know, as you get closer, there's there's definitely more frequent gunfire in the area, um, and a lot of it's automatic gunfire. There seems to be some fairly heavy firefight going on up there. From your vantage point, um, uh, Billy Joe, you can make out, it looks like, yeah, there's uh, definitely a heated firefight going on. Um, there are another couple explosions here and there that uh, seem to be more, uh, you know, smaller blasts, and uh, it looks like in a, essentially about a about a one to two block area, um, two different parties are going at each other big time. Lots of lead flying each way. Do I get any kind of glimpse of uh, who's on what side? Essentially, other? people are on either side of the street. There's some intermingling, though, as somebody crosses from one side or to the other. There's a lot of, lot of just essentially firing from buildings on one side of the street across to the other building. You know, a couple, couple people on rooftops... Um, you happen to notice there's a number of corpses or wounded people laying on top of uh, the rooftops and in the middle of the street. Uh, do I get any, uh, am I getting a sense of this like a, a gang turf war? Can I see any gang colors to, you know, try and do an ID? Or is it something You can't really make out that level of detail from this distance and this lighting. Okay. Anything you depend on to discern would be, you know, low light, which isn't picking up as much color as you, you need. All right. I'll I'll relay what I'm picking up uh, to the rest of the guys. Okay. Um, yeah, Tony, you're you're more or less hearing more of it as you're approaching. You know, definitely more gunfire and a uh, couple more explosions here and there. And um, then uh, Maxwell, you from astral space, you are definitely getting a lot of intense emotion, kind of washing up, washing from that area. Um, and you sense that there are spirits leaving, leaving this plane uh, on a more rapid pace than normal in this part of town. Okay, I'm going to uh, to manifest, uh, well, zip up, manifest quick uh, next to uh, the uh, the motorcycle, so I can uh, yell out a, a warning that uh, uh, looks like there's a, there's some kind of a, a fight going on up ahead. All right, thank you. I'm gonna pull over or actually move away because I don't want to drive through the middle of a firefight, they'll both shoot at me. If uh, 
if somebody attacks you, uh, we'll intervene, but uh, I'm going to uh, to hang back and just keep an eye out uh, until then. If you uh, if you need me, uh, just put your hand, uh, I don't know, on top of your head. Okay. Okay, the plan, I'm going to pull back, but I'd actually like you and Billy Joe to see if you can spot uh, someone that we can pick out of the herd, and maybe we can uh, find out a little bit more about what, what's going on. Okay, but I don't want to get too far away from you because uh, it'll be easy to uh, to lose you with uh, with all the uh, mess in the astral here. Okay, so I'm going to pop back to uh, to astral. So I want to pull back a bit, actually get off the bike, and see if uh, Billy Joe of uh, us can. Uh, I guess we want to pick somebody we I can pick up or interrogate or find out a little bit more. We can also wait a while for it to die down and uh, see what's up. And maybe we're really lucky. Somebody will run away from the firefight in our direction, and then I can catch him. All right. Uh, give me an edge test. Everybody? Or just LT? Uh, just the LT. I have one hit. Okay. Um, not long after you pull over, you see a couple of uh, gangers. Uh, start walking over to you. Like, uh, at me directly, or just yeah, they're, coming they're, by where I'm at? they're looking at you and walking right up to you, uh, one of which is just sort of casually resting a, uh, an AK-97 on their, sh- on their shoulder, pointing, you know, pointing upwards, not pointing at you, but has it kind of at the ready. Um, and the other one, you can see, has a uh, pistol on his hip. He hasn't drawn it. But they're, they're, they're definitely walking right up to you. I'll uh, nod. And say evening. Hello. Uh, what you doing parking on our turf? Well, uh, looked like things were a little bit hot around here, so I was looking for someone, somewhere to be a little bit safe in the shade. Yeah, right. Uh, well, sounds like our neighbors are uh, really going at it. We're staying out of it, but uh, definitely keep an eye out for anything unusual. And you look like you don't live around here. Nope. I'm just passing through. Uh, do right. I recognize the gang? Uh, give me a gang ID roll. I have two hits. Uh, two hits. Um, you see the colors. They look familiar. You can't quite put a name to the gang, but you know they're one of the pretty small-time areas where essentially they hold down a couple block area. Yeah, well, uh, you can uh, probably uh, move along or pass on through, uh, but if you want to stick around here, uh, well... No one lives rent-free on our turf. Uh, I give them 50 million and said, what can you tell me about your neighbors? Oh, hey, that'll work. Um, give me a, actually, actually, give me an um, etiquette test. I have five hits on etiquette. All right, yeah, they seem pretty pleased and surprised that you just handed over money without you know, making a hassle or just driving off. And uh, so, yeah, um, so... Right, uh, well, um, just south of here, a couple blocks, uh, that's, uh, Bug Stompa's turf. They're, um, they're a pretty, you know, heavy-duty gang. Uh, they kind of stick to their area, you know, as long as we mind our business and they mind theirs. Uh, we don't really have any trouble with them. Um, so they're, uh, basically got a hard-on for bugs. They, you know, try to hunt down bug spirits whenever they hear about them. Uh, I guess that's how the gang started, supposedly. They killed some bugs. Or they made that trick up. But uh, they're pretty well armed. They look like they might be able to take out a bug or two. And uh, they mostly do the kind of protection racket. You know, getting money for people for protection. 
because, uh, you know, they supposedly keep the bugs away. You got a pretty high number of orcs on the group. You know, they're big, tough, strong, well-armed. Nobody really likes to mess with them. Who are they shooting it out with? Oh, the uh, Orange Ronin. They're, um, they're like this uh, gang that, you know, stylize themselves like samurai-type people. Use uh, swords a bunch. And um, they're a little bit more mobile. I mean, they got their own turf, but they kind of travel through. They, they cut through here every now and again like... Uh, like it's no uh, like like they had the, they had the business too, but um, they do a lot of uh, buying and selling of um, you know stuff, people, and uh, I'm not sure who started shooting first, but they've been going at it for the last oh, what do you think, 45 minutes, maybe hour? They go shrugs. Yeah, about that. And we've been hearing explosions and everything. It's uh pretty crazy. So maybe the bug stompers think uh you know some of the Ronin are uh, bug spirits or maybe uh. I don't know. Not sure what caused it, but... Aren't you worried that uh, somebody over there has got a, some pretty heavy firepower? They might uh, look at you next. Yeah, I'd like to think they got no reason to, but it is a bit uh, upsetting. Though, um... Uh, and then his friend elbows him. Oh, never mind. And, um... Yeah, give me a, um... I guess just a quick perception check. Not uh, judge intentions? Um, you can do both. Uh, two hits on uh, perception. No hits on judge intentions. So, yeah, you, he obviously started to say something that he thought better. You know, this buddy didn't think better of saying, but he's not being you know, ob, you know, shifty or something. But um, you do happen to notice that his AK ninety seven looks brand new, like it just came off the factory, and it even has a gas vent on it. So, uh, yeah, you can hang out here for a while if you want. Uh, you could uh, park your bike. Uh, we'll keep an eye out on it. Um. Just in, uh, I see that building over there. He points to a uh, building that looks looks like an old uh, apartment building. The actual like front door just doesn't exist. You want me to park in there? No, if you go in there, um, and just to your left in the first first room to the left, once you go in, um, there's a, a o- older woman named uh, Marjorie runs uh runs a little bit of a diner outside of her uh, that uh, place. So food's not bad. I mean. Pretty sure there's some devil rat mixed in the stir fry, but it's real protein. Oh yeah, do you and guys the soy cap is real soy. Do you guys get the the nice um, devil rat tacos and burritos? Uh, you know, it's been a while since I've had a burrito. Just have the meat on a stick, maybe without the stick. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, if then. you want to hang out, uh, you know, no worries, man. You uh, you paid your credits, uh, so you won't get any trouble from us. Unless you make trouble, of course. So, uh, I guess things are hotting up around here. I occasionally travel when I'm around in the old hoods. I might need to get me uh, some better uh, gear. Can you guys uh, put me on to uh, what kind of equipment you have? Oh, you like my new gun, huh? Uh, you know, I don't really sell this kind of stuff personally, but um, I don't know, maybe. But uh, then again, as uh, here's a uh, Big long burst of bullets, and then a uh, you know uh, a muffled muffled thump of an explosion. It doesn't sound like it came from a grenade or something. Uh, says, uh, but then again, we should probably hang on to everything we got at the moment. All right, uh, thanks a bunch. It's been great meeting you. Uh, what's the what's the name for your crew? Sorry, what was that? Well, they told me about the bug stompers and the orange Ronin, but who are who am I actually talking to? Uh, we're the uh, T-Dogs. All right. I'm going to go uh, 
check them out and some of this devil rat. I haven't had that in a while. Yeah, I suggest you get out the street. We're going to do the same. Sound advice. And they kind of move back to their uh, uh, shadow-shrouded alcove they had stepped out of before. I'll go get some devil rat on a stick and then sit on the steps outside and look, you know, pay attention to the firefight going on down there. Billy Joe, you see anything yet? Yeah, during this time, uh, Billy Joe, you've uh, managed to uh, sort of move up to get a closer look at things. Uh, what are you doing? Observing in detail, trying to see who's fighting who, and if I can discern why. So you're hanging back and observing detail, or are you going to get in closer? I'm going to move up a little bit, but if I see anybody or if I get a, like any stray shots, I'm moving the heck back quickly. Okay, so uh, how close? You moving more to like medium range, short range? Let's try medium range, see if I can detect anything. Okay, yeah, at that range, you're only down one die for perception tests. Give me an edge test. Okay, I think my edge is bow. Oh, two hits. All right, and a sneaking roll. Sneaky. Got one, two, three hits. Okay, so you're moving up, uh, getting closer. Give me a perception roll, and while you're doing that, um, Voss, what are you doing? Ooh, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven hits on perception. So three hits. Yeah, three hits. <laughs> <laughs> Being limited by that sensor rating is kind of a pain. <laughs> yeah. Is there a way to like boost the sensor ratings? Add like telescopic sights or something to the sensors, anything like that, or do we got to wait for the rigor book? Essentially, yeah, the sensor thing is a sensor suite, so it's got things like ultrasound and thermographic and low light and, and magnification and you know a bunch of other stuff already in it. But the sensor rating itself is just a rating of how good the sensors are. Okay. Depending on the um, the way I kind of rule it for upgrading sensors, look at the house rules I came up with. Um, if you look at the um, core rulebook where it's got the sensor array as a piece of equipment, there's different uh, sensor housing for basically up to what, what size a rating whatever would, would take. Okay. Alright, where is that? So... The drone that you've got, would that be a small or medium drone? I think the rotor drones are medium. Okay. So you could swap that out with a with a sensor array with a rating 4. Hmm. A, a motorcycle could house up to a rating 6. A vehicle larger than a motorcycle could go up to a rating 7. I was thinking of buying a sensor array for the motorcycle. And essentially the way I work it, I've, you know, until we get some, some something out of a rigor book, the sensor rating of a drone or a vehicle is essentially a vehicle-mounted sensor array. It's more integrated than that, but you, know, you get the idea. So if you want to up the sensor rating, it's just a matter of comparing what size of a vehicle you've got to the max sensor rating of a, the sensor housing chart on page 446, and then paying the price for a sensor array, which is rating times 1,000 new yen. Okay. I know what I'm doing in my downtime. All right, and uh, Voss, what were you doing? Like I said, I'm keeping an eye out on the uh, the astral for any uh, incoming astral threats, and uh, per uh, the request, I'll be also keeping an eye out for anybody who looks like they uh, might be heading off by themselves or uh, in in any way making themselves an easy easy target for a uh, a snatch and grab. Okay, so give me an, uh, a sensing test as well as a perception test. And while you're rolling that, uh, Billy Joe, so when, when you um, kind of get in there, n nobody seems to notice you. 
You can see that there's uh, one particular building that there are three corpses on there. Looks like they've all been hit by uh, uh, single shots. Uh, and then across the street, on the top of the other building, there's a guy wearing uh, kind of an orange outfit with big shoulders on it, kind of pointy. And he's got a rifle. Looks like um, looks like that might be like a desert strike or a Barrett. Holy cow. And uh, down at street level, there's about a dozen corpses. Most of them are wearing orange. And uh, next to a uh, uh, burned out, recently burned out, still smoking van, there's a uh, guy with a wearing orange with a katana, currently fighting a um, an orc who has uh, looks like a sword in one hand and a hand axe or a tomahawk in the other, and they're pretty well locked in in combat there with a couple corpses nearby. And uh, other than that, there's essentially people who are inside buildings that are just spraying the buildings across the street with bullets, bursts here and there. Looks like it's kind of a standoff to some degree, but uh, it looks like there are more orange corpses, but they might have the upper hand with the, with the sniper. Yeah. Uh, can I tell what two gangs these are, or do we already have that information? Um, Bug Stompers and the Orange Ninjas. Guess which ones are the Orange Ninjas? I think, uh, yeah. Okay. The Fruits. The fruit. I hit my limit with uh, both tests, Cliff, so that's uh, five for both uh, Ascensing and Perception. Okay, yeah, you notice the same kind of stuff. The background count here actually goes up to two because of the uh, the recent violence. And you're picking up just a lot of anger and uh, a lot more anger than desperation. But you know, kind of the anger, fear, desperation stuff is ramped up a bit more here. There's quite a few people who are just hunkering down and terrified, who are staying out of the fight. And the people who are fighting are, you know, kind of frightened and angry. Did we spot the rocket launcher? Um, oh yeah, Billy Joe, you would have noticed that um, on the roof with the uh, three corpses that have been sniper shot, there is a, uh, looks like there's a rocket launcher. Uh, actually, not just a rocket launcher, but one of those, like, missile tube things. Uh, Ares, okay. or as technology striker, I think it's called. Okay. Yeah, we got the. Uh, I got a location on the uh, the missile launcher. All right, and um, yeah, you um, Voss, back to Voss. You've been doing some sensing here and there. And you don't really pick up on anybody who's magically active or who stands out strongly in astral space. There's no like spells or spirits flying around here, um, other than the spirits of the dead who are sort of just quickly fade from this realm after their corporeal forms have been sufficiently damaged. Uh, but there are, you happen to pick up on, there are a couple places where there's like one guy with a couple of recently deceased buddies nearby inside of a building um, that's occasionally popping out and taking some shots and ducking back that seems vulnerable. Like you could probably grab, there's a, there's a, there's a couple spots, uh, mostly on the side of the, um, the uh, bug stompas, where it looks like someone would, would be vulnerable to uh, you kind of snatch and grab that, uh, the LT is uh is mentioned to you. Okay, I'll I'll swing back and uh, manifest just long enough to uh, let him know uh, uh, where they are. You know, a quick you know uh, a description of the building. I'm not going to do anything obvious like you know point with my ghostly arm directly towards the person. But uh, you know, about I'm, this time, uh, about this time, Officer Garrett and uh, Officers Garrett and uh, Nina Taylor are. Uh, Getting into the neighbor, get, getting into the general vicinity. You're on the highway, about to pull off. 
but you're you're close now. Yeehaw. Okay, we have two possible objectives. One is to uh, get a hold of someone and interrogate them, but the other is there's actually the rocket launcher uh, and a pretty neat uh, um, sniper rifle, uh, both of which, if we physically have them, might give us uh, some clues. Uh, opinions, everyone? I agree. Does a Roto drone have a uh, mechanical arm that can pick stuff up? Oh, um, hold on, guys. I should probably restart the recording. Okay. Okay, there we go. There was a version of the um, Roto drone that did carry um, like handcuffs and a mechanical arm, but uh, it's not stock. And there's that drone out of uh, Stolen Souls. <laughs> That's the uh, the flying cargo drone that is the uh, uh, thing that can drug someone and then put them into the uh, put them into the box and carry them off. Oh yeah. So if we're grabbing somebody, um, do you have a preference on like which side? Uh, nope. It's just this is an opportunity for someone to um, be separated from their gang and support network and perhaps be more compliant for a questioning. Though obviously we want someone. Well, we'll take our luck. Ideally, it'd be someone who'd know a little bit more about where they got their weapons. So I take it this is going to be a take them alive kind of thing? And uh, Billy Joe, by this point, the um, the bug stompa who was fighting with the uh, the Ronin um, outside near that van has, uh, mm -hmm. um, has uh, shoved a sword into him and has basically hacked several times with a, with a tomahawk to remove his head. He uh, steps out to uh, move closer to the, the building that the uh, Ronin are fighting from and uh, draws a bunch of gunfire and ducks back. It looks like he's pretty well pinned down there now. Some of the bug stompers okay. are, are spraying bullets here and they're up near the sniper's position, but they don't have a good angle on him. Does our tech net or our camera feeds or something of that nature show... Does he have an escape route and he's just not taking it? I.e., is there a place where we could come in behind him? While he's obviously distracted. Sorry, who? The guy that uh, um, Billy Joe just spotted. That's why I'm asking if this is on like some sort of shared feed on that tech net. Oh yeah, I'm totally feeding my feed to uh, you feeders. Well, Billy Joe doesn't have anybody clearer than corpses, the sniper, and the guy who's kind of pinned down by the van. The guys at the van is pretty much visible to both parties to some degree or another. Um, the sniper might be vulnerable... But then um, uh, Officer Voss had reported on some people that were inside of the building on the bug stompa's side that should be vulnerable, though he has no way to add that to the TACnet. Well, no. Everything Voss says to me, I repeat back so everybody can hear me over to TACnet. Yes, yeah, so you, you don't have the sort of visual hard data that you get from, say, the drone feed. It's more, you know, he tells you, you tell them. So the guy behind the van is pinned down from all sides? Um, no, he's pinned down from the other side. He, he can't advance right. or so retreat he's... without exposing himself to fire. Got it. His, luckily for him, the side that he doesn't have the cover from, his buddies are on that side. Got it. I don't think we want to get anybody who's actually at the forefront of, of their side. It's really kind of want to separate from the herd so we can you know, interrogate them. Also, we can always we know the, who the gang is. We can always come back later and go. Okay, we can target somebody on this gang. Or I could go try to grab the sniper. 
Yeah, I think it's more an opportunity to get the gear they have while they're in a firefight. So if we take out the sniper and can get the gun away, then that's a piece of hard evidence. We can kind of track where did this weapon come from. There can't be lots of suppliers for that kind of gear. Right. Where is um, where is that person and what's that building look like? So there's a bunch of rundown, you know, three to five story buildings in the area. These are essentially apartment buildings that are across the street from each other that they're shooting across from at each other. There's um, the ones that um, uh, Voss described. Um, there's one guy on the second floor uh, near one side, uh, kind of by a window. And then there's another one on the fourth story, a little bit farther back in uh, the bug stomper side of things. Uh, the rocket launcher is just sitting on the rooftop there. No one's operating it, right? Right. The sniper, someone is using that weapon from a from inside a building that no, can from, oversee from the roof, roof of a building. They're on a roof of a building. Are they alone on that roof? Yep. Bingo. The striker striker's a single shot disposable. Uh, you can reload it with rockets, I think. Does anybody have any climbing gear, like a harness? Nope. Negative on that one. What kind of building is this guy in? Well, it's a basically a rundown apartment building. Might have to go through the building because if he's on, because he probably had to do the same thing, so we just might have to follow. Oh, I can get up on the roof, no problem. I'm concerned about getting him down. No, the striker is disposable. Just push him off. <clears throat> but so we is... don't, we don't want to question this guy. It's well, not that far. He'll probably survive. My actual suggestion is that Billy Joe wipes out the sniper and Maxwell uses his buddy to materialize and grab the weapons and bring them to me and I ride out of here with him. Oh, and yeah, I was, I, meant, I said SDLA strike, this is the first one that came to mind, I meant the Onatar uh, Interceptor. It's the, the dual tube uh, reloadable missile launcher. Mm. That's fancy. Yeah, I... I mean, I think it strikes me as a relatively low-cost, low-risk. If we use the drone, the HMG, to blow away the sniper and use the spirit to materialize and bring the weapons to me, and we ride out of here. Okay, just give me the word. Do we want to get anybody for interrogation, or we just want the weaponry? Uh, the weaponry is the hard evidence. We can come back and find these gangers anytime. We know where they live. Okay. I'll line up a shot. Uh, and they, Voss, I put my hand out so Voss knows. I will materialize to, to uh, see what he wants. All right, Voss, do you have a, a spirit or something that can materialize and carry the sniper's gun and the rocket launcher if we take out the sniper? Uh, sure. All right. The plan is that Billy Joe is going to carry him. Here we go. Billy Joe is going to line up on the sniper, take him out with the drone. Then you're going to have the spirit pick up those weapons and bring them to me. I'm going to drive out of here with them and drop them off with uh, Nina and Garrett in the other vehicle. Uh, and then we're going to get out of here. That'll give us some uh, uh, hardware for evidence. And then we can come back and pick up these gangers later. So what exactly do these uh, weapons look like I'm, um, I'm going to find? Big, long pieces, uh, pieces of... Fuzzy technology. Well, sure, I, but I haven't been involved in the whole uh, conversation about weapons, so... 
I uh, use the visuals from Billy Joe and in front of me, and I kind of just describe it out to uh, Maxwell with location, where they are, which room, the roof with the three dead bodies. There's this device. Uh, this device. I said, hey, and it's better if it brings all the guns to me, and then I'm just going to leave the ones that aren't important, but they'll tend to be the bigger ones. Sounds reasonable. Um, yeah, I'll have my spirit collect uh, as many uh, weapons as it can, uh, focusing on the uh, the big ones. Yep, if you can't tell from the, the astral or whatever, that'll work. And then uh, Garrett and Nina, you guys are in the neighborhood, so I'll make a beeline for you to. You guys can carry that out in the car because I don't, I can't carry them too long on the bike. Roger, Roger. Okay, I'm going to hop back to the astral and uh, go with my my spirit to the locations that you described, and uh, explain to uh, to my uh, ex partner who uh, I finally come up with a name for, uh, Julian Harley. I'm going to explain to Julian that we need to pick up these hunks of murder here and uh, cart them down to the uh, the LT. Uh, grab as many of them as he uh, he can and and carry them down. Uh, preferably the, the the larger and uh, angrier bits of murder. Okay. Uh, give me a, a sensing test for whoever's. Uh, I guess since you're there to point it out, you can. Yes. And uh, as you're doing that, then uh, I believe you're taking your shot. Uh, Billy Joe? Uh, yeah, just waiting for the green light from LT. I'm all lined up. I'm taking an aim action. Three hits on my sensing. Go. Let's go. Okay, I'm pre-edging because why not? Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. What one, kind three. of burst are you doing? Uh, six ten or ten round. round? Ten. Okay, make sure to take off any penalties for, for a recoil. There are none. Um, there are, I'm pretty sure. You got a guess vent three, and then oh, uh, the body six, of the vehicle. Six, six round bursts, excuse me, my mistake. Okay, yeah, that, that you can six do Six round bursts, that way there wouldn't be any. Okay, well the guy's not getting a defense test anyway, so it didn't really matter how many bolts to, to him at least. Zero minus whatever is still zero. Okay. So how many hits did you get? Ten hits. Hey, I'm not going to roll for him, you just blew him away. And uh, actually had a nice tight grouping on him, so, you know, you don't have, like, him and the gun flying in every direction. Just a pretty clean burst and kill. Target's down. Uh, I'm going to start moving the rotor drone back and to the left and up, so it's not sitting in the same spot it was in case somebody saw the burst. All right, and uh, Voss, you're, uh, from your sensing test, you can pick up, you can get an idea of where the, you know, where the rifle is, and mm-hmm. uh, you get a pretty good idea of... The missile launcher, though you're not 100% sure which up there is a missile launcher and which is the uh, AC unit. Okay. But, uh, Can I uh, there mark doesn't him seem on to be, AR? It wouldn't do him any good. He's an astral. Oh. Um, so you you think you've got a pretty good idea, but there there's very little um, meaningful imprint on them, which tells you that they're um, pretty new. If these if these were this doesn't have the look of a gun that's been around for a long time. It has the look of a fresh technology that hasn't seen much use and is therefore very dull in astral space. So we're in Texas, right? Yep. And you're saying the uh, the AC unit doesn't have a whole lot of emotional impact on it? <laughs> well, the results of it might. But the actual AC unit itself <laughs> isn't really something somebody's gonna you know hang around and you know, hold and carry around with them. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, give me an edge test. 
two hits. All right, fair enough. So the um, you take your best guess as to which is the uh, you know the missile launcher versus whatever other techn- big technology might be up there, and uh, your spear is able to make off with both the uh, sniper rifle and the uh, the missile launcher. It looks like shortly after that, uh, there's a bit of a push. The uh, the guy who was taking cover by the van, um, you know, runs up near the building, chucks a grenade in into it, and uh, kind of sits to the side waiting for it to explode and uh, waves. And uh, there's some higher gunfire coming from from the uh, bug stompa side of things uh, that covers another uh, three of them that come out of the building and start heading across in the street. One of them is cut down by gunfire, but the other two make it up. And you uh, see your spirit uh, returns uh, and uh, you know basically go, comes flying up to uh, Officer Chavez with a uh, looks like a uh, missile launcher in one hand and a big ass sniper rifle in the other. That's a scary image. I uh, grab him, strap him on, get on the bike, and it's really unwieldy. And I take off. Calling the LT on the tack net and try to. Uh... Meet up with them. Okay. Well, you're actually pretty close. Uh, you kind of meet up uh, within a couple blocks. Pull over. Toss the weapons in the back seat with uh, Nina. Said, have fun with those. Yeah, Nina, you'll have to partially disassemble the sniper rifle to actually fit it in there. You have a bit of glee as you recognize a Barrett Model 121. Ooh. It's got some splashes of blood in it, but other than that, it looks brand new. Those can be cleaned out. Right. As a matter of fact, there's some blood on the missile launcher as well. Hmm. And it still has uh, something in one of the tubes. Alrighty. Alright, go uh, take the evidence back. We can, um, maybe the dips can do their magic like last time. We can find out where these came from, or the same place. Uh, also track the unit sound. Um, well, dang. Uh, Billy Joe, you still up for... Uh, uh, what we're going to do the rest of tonight? Yes, sir. Okay, off we go. All right, so you make your way back up back up towards uh, VV Turf? Absolutely. No reason to delay the joyful reunion with my former gang family, who all hate me now, but, you know, that's the past. <laughs> yeah, and you uh, pull onto VV Turf, and uh, you can see uh, you know, one of the uh, buildings nearby. Uh, there's one of their uh, snipers uh, notices you. Is uh, covering you with a rifle. I stop and give the sign. All right, it looks remarkably rifle. like I'm flipping them off English style, with both <laughs> fingers, both hands. All right, yeah, you uh, you give the gang sign, and uh, the uh, person raises the rifle up some and uh, waves down at you. I follow the procedure. All right, you head on in uh, another um, about a half block or so. A couple people come walking out of a uh, an old diner. Uh, we're in colors. Uh, you recognize one of them as... Oh, crap. What's the name of the dealer? I don't have the page up again. Well, your your buddy who's the uh, the, the drug dealer, he comes walking out, and uh, there's another uh, another ganger with uh, with him that you've, uh, you've partied with a couple times, but they were interesting enough parties that you don't remember her name. Well, it was all the drugs. If I was with Sam, who remembers what happened? Yeah. Kind of waves as you approach. Hey. Here's the signs. Hey, I uh, pulled a six-pack of beer off the out and said, "Let's have some beers and talk." Yeah, man, uh, come in. And we'll have to take a rain check on the beers, but uh, got orders uh, down from uh, Harley that um, uh, nobody's supposed to be partying much right now. 
It'll be a dry uh, night. Oh, yeah. I ran into uh, some of that mess on the way here. Some uh, heavy firefighting stuff. Yeah, we've had some encroaching. Uh, uh, a couple of the uh, uh, smaller time gangs actually made a move on us. Um, showed up a uh, well, some sort of semi-automatic grenade launcher. Just started peppering the street. Man, blew away um, uh, Mrs. Nelson and uh, and uh, two of her kids. Dragon Drek, uh Nobody in the gang got taken down, but man, we uh, Gloria? pretty much rallied over that and took them down. Gloria and her two kids? Yep. Pepe and Wilhelmina? Uh, I think you're thinking of a different chick, actually. Ah, okay. Well, maybe that's part of what I'm down here and maybe talk to you guys about. Uh, we can maybe help each other out. So... Let's get together yeah. and talk. Sure, uh, let's go on in. Uh, you find a seat at the diner. There's uh, another half a dozen of EV folk hanging around. Uh, looks like they're in the process of uh, maintaining uh, weapons. So yeah, those fraggers came on. There was a, there was a dozen of them, uh, really well armed. Uh, we actually happened to add a lot to our armory, but direct man, that was a nasty scene. I don't like seeing kids getting blown up. So I know you uh, don't normally make it down... Uh, Make it down this side of things, or uh, your gang, as it were, doesn't really hang out in this part of turf. Uh, but we, we got a responsibility to these people. Um, so that wasn't the only one. Uh, we had uh, two, two gangs in Croach. Uh, after that, we were uh, a bit more um, vigilant than, uh, you know, a bit more on our game. And uh, yeah, the group tried to, tried to come through on uh, bikes, and uh, they all had uh, assault rifles and... Uh, Couple of those uh, fancy uh, Ares Alphas with grenade launchers. They didn't get a chance to fire off a shot, so it's uh, pretty much high alert right now. Can anybody hear me? Yes. Yep. Yep. I hear you. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, Direct man, these uh, these guns and everything. We're checking a bunch of them over. Um, despite being dropped once, uh, they're in really good shape. Tony, you there? Do any of these uh, folks look like? Do any of these folks look like they're? Uh, Harboring ill intent to the LT here. Uh, give me an sensing test. Can I do perception as well? Four hits. Okay, yeah, with your sensing test, you're definitely getting some negative vibes in his direction. Doesn't look like anything's spiking. It seems more like a low simmer. Okay, I'll I'll keep an eye on that and be ready to uh to hop in uh, if uh, if it looks like it's gonna boil over. And uh, Billy Joe, uh, what are you what are you checking? I'm. Just- Keep an eye on the, scene, on the scene. Make sure nobody's trying to sneak up or uh, anything but On like the that. scene, you mean your, your, your drone that's flying a couple hundred meters up? Exactly that. Okay. Uh, give me a, another stealth check. Are you flying at short or, medi- short or, sorry, medium or long range at this point? Uh, we'll go, uh, you know, we're moving back to long range when we move okay. over here. Yeah, so take the minus three plus whatever noise penalty. Okay. Got Two hits on stealth. Okay, yeah, you, uh, nobody seems to be paying attention to you. And, uh, um, what'd you get in your perception? Oh, I didn't do a perception. I will right now. One, two, three. Yeah, there's, a essentially, uh, where he drove through, there's a couple people up, uh, in positions with, uh, with, uh rifles. Not like super high-tech sniper rifles, but more like the, uh, probably Remington 950s or sporting rifles or something. And uh, you happen to catch, uh, looks like there's um, a couple other positions within, you know, the two-block area where there's, there's people that are 
up on top of roofs. Well, not right, in, not right on top of the roofs in the open like that dumbass with the Barrett, uh, but in good, actually pretty well concealed or well reinforced um, sniper positions. Okay. Uh, other than that, um, there's a you know a few people walking around. Actually, a few more people in the area, in in this area than in before. That doesn't seem to be the sort of um, you know random. Somebody flitting from one place to another. There's there's a couple places where there's a couple of people just strolling down the street. It seems a bit more relaxed as far as the um, if you can call it civilians. Okay. And you pick up a you know groups of VV here and there walking around or standing in pairs. So I don't think he's, the guys in the uh, fortified sniper nests they're not like beating down on the LT are they? No, uh, looks like they're. Um, Keep an eye on things in a more general sense. Gotcha. All They're right. not pointing rifles at anyone directly, just keep an eye on things. And, uh, you know, a couple of times one of them looks up and points a rifle up a little bit, but none directly at your drone. Okay. So they're, they're seem, they seem to be pretty vigilant, but not vigilant enough to notice a big-ass drone with a heavy machine gun flying in their turf. It's Got way it. up in the beautiful night sky. All right, who did we lose? Tiny bounce that looks like you just popped back in. Oh, okay. Hello, welcome back. Howdy. So, Nick, did you catch that stuff I was saying before? Yes, I did. Okay. I wasn't sure because I didn't hear you responding. Um, so, Sam, you get in a lot of trouble with some of these gangs. They're really geared up. If uh, yeah. I can find out which ones are getting geared up, uh, it's actually my job to ungear them. Well, here's the thing. I mean, th- these gangers, they're... They're not the sort that would generally get their hands on this kind of dreck. And they're they're small time and stupid. It's yep. weird. And they're and being they're, really stupid with it. They barely know how to use the stuff, just uh blasting away. I mean, if they really knew what they were doing, the first group of that firepower should have cut right through our turf and killed a bunch of us, but no, they just they just killed a bunch of civilians and then got owned by us. It's like so, that's all they're trying to do is get civilians. So, small-time, stupid, violent, crazy morons, you know, the kind of gangs who, they don't really move up very far because at some point they piss the wrong people off and get stomped or absorbed into, uh, you know, something bigger that keeps them more in check. It's definitely weird. Yep. Um, I'm trying to find their connection and take care of it. So, you can point me a little bit in the right direction. I can start to... doing my job and taking care of it and uh, help ease things up around here. Alright, well, uh, give me an etiquette test. You can add your loyalty rating to that. Okay, I used edge to reroll failures and uh, I got eight hits, which is below my limit. That's right. Well, you know, if I knew anything concrete, I'd definitely tell you. Um, this kind of uh, blindsided us. I mean, granted, we heard about the stuff that happened in uh, uh, downtown uh, you know, back with hitting the city hall and everything, that was crazy, but uh, I'm not sure if this is related or not, but it sure seems unusual. Uh, we're hearing things just all over town, uh, upstart gangs fighting each other, a uh, lot of uh, this big influx of uh, weapons, but uh, it seems that a gang gets contacted and uh, these weapons get dropped off. Um, I don't really know the details, they're not really talking much. Uh, but nobody's nobody's contacted us to give us anything or offer to sell us. Uh, if they do, we'll definitely get in touch with you. So 
there's a lot of guns going out in a lot of these gangs. I mean, they have to be distributing a lot. Where are these gangs getting the money to pay for it? Yeah, direct if I know. Um, sure doesn't seem like they're paying regular price. Okay, can you uh, so can you name some of the ones you know of so I know where to put my eye on next? Well, the uh, the crazy eighties. They're the ones that uh, pulled in with a bunch of guns on bikes. Um, they're kind of fancy themselves a go gang, but um, they're small time. They so they don't typically don't ride ride the highways where the uh, real go go gangers are. But they uh, they've got their turf about. Uh, about four blocks west of here, uh, we let's see there were uh, seven or eight of them that came through, and uh, we took them down before they, they had a chance to do anything. Uh, just um, you know, call out targets, uh, time sniper fire. Everybody drops at once. It was a thing of beauty. But uh, I digress. Um, I think from what our intel has, uh, they got about fourteen or fifteen members, depending on the day. So there should be more of them left. We're planning on hitting them uh, probably later on uh, tonight or tomorrow. Okay. To make an example, um, the um, uh, the other gang that came through uh, here, um, just the, uh, the uh, they just called themselves the Razors, like one of God knows how many gangs. Um, we it look, looked to be like that was pretty much their whole gang. Uh, there was uh, 10 of them that came through. And uh, we put them all down. Now, that was a bit more of a savage fight, but um, direct if they just didn't know very well how to shoot, and uh, we do. Yeah, but it's not fun having them roll in every day, huh? The thing is, uh, you get grenade launchers. You don't have to know where to shoot in order to get some people killed. Okay, so kind of shivers are... again. Yeah. Oh man, I wish Harley hadn't hadn't put the dry order down. I could have really used something strong right now. You don't want to be on the sauce when the action comes rolling through. Well, so you told me the ones you guys have tangled with. I'd be interested to hear about any others in the in the back, in the plex that uh, uh, that you know about, so I can pick up the pattern and start uh, dealing with it. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll put that request up the chain. We'll we'll see what we can find out for you. So uh, I gotta say, um, info like that doesn't necessarily come cheap. Yeah, um, you get uh, some good stuff for me, then uh, I'll owe you a favor or uh, something else. You know that uh, I'm good for it. Just uh, hey, do me a favor. We don't exactly want the cavalry rolling in here. We'll hold our own, keep things down. Uh, we really, we really don't want uh, a bunch of boys in blue uh, coming in looking to shoot up whatever ganger they see. Well. My best advice is you give me good intel, I can make sure that uh, some of their ops don't roll through this area, right? Because it's not going to serve them. Yeah, that would be appreciated. Uh, we'd, uh, we really don't like uh, tangling with the, uh, with the star if we don't have to. And for the most part, we don't have to because star doesn't come through this part of town. But things get hot enough, star is going to be dropping, dropping the hammer, I imagine, a few places. I just prefer this place not be one of them. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep the rabble clear around here. Uh, poorly trained gangers, even with heavy weapons, we can take them down, especially since we've uh, added a lot to our armory uh, recently. But uh, like I said, I don't really uh, have much info to tell you right now. I'd have to put that up the chain. Uh, we've uh, have to run it through uh, some of our intel guys. 
Yep. But the right. uh, kind of gangs who've been doing this around here were pretty much almost off our radar, you know. Stupid idiots, not really a threat. Every now and again, we have to give them a talking to to make sure they don't harass the wrong people. Yeah, but the thing I can't figure out is how somebody's going to make a profit from this mess. You got me. Anyway, here, here's how you can contact me. Here's a couple hundred for you and the boys. Uh, get some beers uh, when you can stand down. Uh, and you get me that uh, intel. Uh, and I will uh, make sure you guys are covered. All right. And uh, then, um, I should say, um, uh, Voss, while you're keeping an eye on things, it looks like, it looks like the, uh, the, the, the tone of the mood of the general hostility has been gradually decreasing, but kind of staying at a low boil. That's good. Um, doesn't look like anybody's planning on doing anything as far as you can tell, sensing-wise, but at one point you're keeping an eye on things and suddenly a uh, raccoon appears in astral space near you. I smile at it. It smiles back. Uh, sort of circles around you a bit, and just kind of generally starts to, uh, kind of goes in the corner, kind of hangs out. You get the sense it's keeping an eye on you. Alrighty. Somebody here has some magic. Taking another uh, look at the uh, the folks in the area, especially anybody new who's come in recently, is uh, is anybody magically active? Um, give me another sensing test. Four hits. Alright, um, so you're looking just, just within the diner itself or outside a bit? Uh, in the general vicinity. Okay. Um, you don't spot anyone else who's magically active. Okay. I'm, uh, I'll take a, a quick glance outside, Nick, just to make sure this guy isn't the, uh, the vanguard of a, uh, a new, uh, arriving force, but, uh, then back to, uh, Overwatch. Okay. It looks relatively clear. Okay. Um, back oh, inside. and the, the background count that I said yep. you're, you're not suffering any now. Oh, good, good. There's no, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a much calmer astral space around here. It's a bit energized, but not not to the degree that leaves a, a background count. All right, All right, we're done here. Time to roll away and uh, get on out of here. Okay, you head on out and uh, make your way out of uh, VV Turf. Let's see, by this time, uh, Nina and Officer Garrett have returned to uh, HQ with the uh, rifle and missile launcher. Uh, what are you doing with those? He said he wanted some kind of a, uh, a sensing or something on it, so we'll just hang on to those in wait of someone who can do that. Okay. I guess that would be uh, Voss specializes in that, or uh, Holmes as well, maybe. Uh, Holmes, you're still back at the HQ when she uh, pulls in, brings in some rather large evidence bags. But no bodies along with it, eh? No, um, looks like she actually had to use body bags for these, but... Uh, <laughs> But uh, it doesn't look like there's bodies in them. There's some blood, there's some blood spray, but um, yeah, you recognize a big-ass sniper rifle and it looks like a missile or rocket launcher. Hey, LT said he wanted the once-over given to these on, you know, on your whole magical sensing stuff that you do. What do you call that again? What do you call that again? Not really my department. I think that's more uh, my partner's. Okay. He's probably sitting right there. I'm following you. Off. I'm following you. <laughs> yeah, but where's your body? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd imagine Lone Star probably has some sort of uh, bunk beds or something like that for uh, for astral uh, mages. Yeah, it's called the clinic. Good places, any for them. Uh, yeah, we'll say there's a pretty strongly warded area uh, where you can go in that your uh, the, the, the magical group has created for 
when you want to do extended astral projection. Sweet, because there's nothing worse than a high-ranking magical officer who taken over by a Shadim. <laughs> That'd be a bad day. Well, there could be the Shadim taken over by a high-ranking officer. That would be interesting to see. So once it, once it looks like the uh, lieutenant's just uh, heading back to uh, the uh, the office, I'm going to zip ahead and, and return there, because there's no point in me following him along at, at whatever, you know, tiny speed he can make with a motorcycle. Okay, yeah, you come back to your body, and uh, and back up to the office, and uh, Nina's up there with Holmes, and she's got a, a body bag with guns in it. All right, so those uh, worked out to be guns, right? Yep. Good, good. I was, I was a little bit concerned about that. Concerned? Well, I had to guess from the astral, and, you know, it, it might have been a chunk of girder or a bit of an air conditioning unit or something. I was pretty sure it was a gun, though. Huh. Looks like you guessed right. So, uh, anyway, LT wants you to give these the uh, astral once-over. Okay. Um, yeah, I can, I can do that if I have to. Um, let's see. Do we need to get the uh, uh, samples and uh, serial numbers and everything off them first? Do you have them logged in? Can't I do that while you're uh, doing your thing? Oh, yeah, I guess. Alrighty. I'll start doing those things. Okay, so you're trying to collect some of the blood samples and get a, get prints and uh, log the serial numbers and everything? I, I can actually do a decent amount of that forensic stuff. Excellent. Alright, so give me a roll for your forensic data collection. And, uh, boss, give me a roll for your um, psychometry, right? Yeah, page 146 of the Street Grimoire. I was just looking up what I needed to roll. So, a sensing plus intuition plus initiate grade. And I got four hits on my forensics investigation collection of stuff. Okay, and then there's a whole table of, uh, of modifiers, Cliff, so... Let me take a look. Yeah, I guess you get a plus three dice pool bonus, because it was used uh, in violence. I've got four hits. Okay, yes, you definitely get the impression of, uh, see, w actually, which one are you doing first? Um, let's go for the sniper rifle first. Nina will probably want that one, uh, to play with first. Yep, uh, you definitely get the impression of, um, you know, lining up a target and, and uh, pointing and shooting at a, uh, guy who, across the street, and then another one, and then another one, and shooting at, you know, the uh, building across the street, and it looks like you... You you notice it making like six probable kills uh, throughout that fight from the rooftop. Um, those are the most vivid impressions. Uh, other than that, um, you get it essentially being uh, taken out of a crate and uh, handed to a uh, ganger. And there's a bunch of gangers around that are being handed weapons. Uh, these guys have this sort of um, upside-down triangle, I guess uh, Dorito-shaped uh, ganger uniforms. You know, big pointy shoulders. Kind of a stupid-looking samurai look. Gotcha. Um, and they're passing around a bunch of guns. Let's see, before that, it's being put in the crate. Um, it's essentially uh, taken out of a crate and being worked on by a uh, guy who's uh, a lab coat. Looks like he's in some sort of a... Um, some sort of a... Uh, laboratory or workstation. There's a bunch of different tools around and it looks like he's fiddling with it and taking parts out and putting parts in and putting it back in the crate. And that's, you know, other than that, kind of going back to where it was manufactured, uh, it, the, things get fuzzier and fuzzier as you move back there, but that's about what you get from it. 
Okay. Huh. A guy with a lab coat and a lab with a workstation, huh? Yeah, he was he was working on it with with various tools. Looks like he was taking things out and putting other things back in. Mina, and, you uh, know something about uh, uh, about working with guns, right? Um, sort of. Depends on the question, I guess. I'll uh, I'll describe what uh, what the the guy was doing with the sniper rifle. He was he was taking pieces out of here, and they looked sort of like this. And this is the kind of tools he was using. Do you guys either of you have an armor or hardware skill? Yo. Uh, okay, go ahead and roll. I it. think I may have hardware. Anybody who has armor or hardware can roll it. Right. At least any of you four that are in the room. Can we make a teamwork test out of it? Uh, that sounds a good idea. Four hits got the on most ranks. I've got nine dice. Oh, scratch that. My bad. I don't have it. I thought I did. I think I had it in originally, but had to dump it to beef up some other skills. My apologies. Uh, how many ranks do you have in hardware? Either of you two? One. I have three. Okay, so you get three extra dice in your test homes. I got three hits. Okay, yeah, between the two of you comparing notes in your description, it sounds like uh, whoever whoever that was uh, was actually um, removing ownership from the weapon and putting some uh, more generic, cleaner electronics in there. And that that's confirmed by your forensic data collection, um, Holmes. Uh, this both... Uh, physically and electronically has the serial numbers filed off. There is no owner. It is open to whoever picks it up. There's no tag or even going back to the manufacturer. Oh, wow, so they really cleaned it. Would we be able to determine with our police experience that this is like a professional level of cleaning more than just you would get out of normal gangers? Well, of course it was professional. He was wearing a lab coat. (laughs) Um, yeah, it, it seems like a good professional job. I mean, there's, you look it over, there's very little signs of, you know, they didn't leave marks or chips on the gun. It hasn't been, you know, it, whoever did this took their time and knew what they were doing rather than somebody just more or less concerned about fixing things up. Uh, yeah, it's like they definitely made the, took their time to make sure that it would never get traced back to them. So I wonder if uh, the star has any records of uh, people that uh, do this kind of thing. You know, somebody that is a, a local criminal group or criminals that would be on our radar. Known armorers, that kind of deal. Well, I'm definitely going to go through the uh, the star's uh, uh, ID, ID kit and uh, and put together a picture of the guy with the lab coat. Okay. Are you going to do the same thing on the uh, missile launcher? Sure. Yeah, I will. But I'll just let you know I want to do the IT kit thing first while it's still fresh in my mind. All right. um, Let's see here. Give me a memory test. While he's doing that, Cliff, can I uh, look through uh, Lone Star's known criminal database to see if anybody that's ever been through the system kind of matches that skill level? Uh, Yeah, you can kind of check that. One hit on my memory test. All right. Do you have any sort of artistic skills that might apply to, um, you know... Doing up an image? Uh, I don't think I do. Uh, unless police procedures would be helpful for this. Um, yeah, not really, I guess. I mean, procedure-wise, you know, you know where to look and put information in. But uh, all right, so you've got a, you've got a, I guess, um, uh, something down, but it's a fairly generic. Okay. See, he had a nose. It was kind of, you know, round and nose-like. <laughs> 
Uh, okay. Um, then I guess I'll move on to the uh, the missile launcher. All right. Give me your psychometry roll on that. Um, similar test. Four hits on this one. Okay. Um, actually, it's a uh, it's journey seems to pretty well parallel. I mean, it was uh, actually launched launched once. Uh, essentially blew up a van that had pulled up, and a bunch of those guys had poured out of. Um, and then it was dropped. It was picked up again, and then dropped again, picked up again, and then dropped again. So it was only fired once, and uh, it has a similar sort of crate-type journey, and um, it was actually cleaned by the same dude in the lab coat. Uh, one thing that is odd, though, about it is there's something that calls to you about the missile itself. There's a missile still in it? Yeah. Dina, what the hell are you doing? There's still a missile in this thing. And the missile actually... Um, there is a, uh, <laughs> a uh, there's kind of a fuzzier image that is further back. Um, it was manufactured, and then it was actually taken out, and um, the missile itself, uh, part of it was opened up, and um, there's a, a guy, um, you don't really get a good look at him, he's uh, just kind of like a, just wearing a hoodie, and he opens up the missile and uh, takes his arm and cuts himself, and drips blood on the inside of the missile, and then closes it up, and puts it back in the package. Oh, that's not good. Grumble, grumble, grumble. What mage? Grumble, grumble. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know anything about this yet. But I'll grumble when I hear about it. Nina, you, you got to check these weapons more carefully. This missile launcher was dropped like four or five times, and there's still a missile in the thing. Plus, some idiot spilled blood all over the inside of it. Who knows when it could go off? What? Uh, arcana test to to see what if uh, it might and maybe a sensing to see if there might be any kind of magical activity in the uh, the missile here, Cliff. Um, yeah, you definitely didn't see with your psychometry test. Test that was a good you know a sensing in general. There, there's nothing active magical on it. Okay, um, you know when you're uh, when you're checking this thing, there's a there's a, somebody's blood inside of it. Um, this guy was part of the whole, like, uh, loading into crates kind of thing before it was sent off to the gangers, yes? Cliff? Yes. Actually, okay. even before it was sent to the cleaner. Okay. Can I get a sample of that? So, yeah, I'll, I'll let people know about the, uh, the biohazard and, uh, information inside of it. And I'll be watching Astral as they go to, to, uh, to retrieve it just so I can check and make sure there isn't anything magically dangerous waiting for them in it. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be anything magical in it. An alchemical preparation probably wouldn't have lasted this long for one, but even if it had, you would see it in astral space. Wait, I have a, I have an idea. Do we have a like an ordnance disposal on site anywhere? Uh, sure. I'm gonna call up Buckner. Okay. Um, he answers his phone. Hello, Buckner. You have a job today. What? It's like ten o'clock at night on a Saturday. I'm, what, what I'm off work now. For? Well, Buckner, if you ever want to make it past being a desk jockey, we've got a job for you now. Get up here as quick as you can. Oh, Drek, I'm I'll, I'll look over at Voss and say, I'm not going to collect this blood sample while there's still a live rocket in it. Buckner's going to collect this live sample. I've got the magic finger spell if you're worried. But I don't like Buckner. <sighs> so whenever Buckner arrives, uh, I'm going to give him those directions of Take this rocket down to ordnance disposal, collect the blood sample, then return with the sample and go back to your normal duties. All right, and before Buckner gets back there, uh, Chavez, you've, you've arrived back at the uh, HQ as well. Actually, you're pulling in about the same time. You, know, you see Buckner pulling behind you. 
Hello, Buckner. Oh, hey, LT. Did you clean out the coffee maker? Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, coffee maker's clean. Uh, I was uh, just about to head out to, uh, to uh, the bar, and uh, uh, Detective Holmes called me and said he had some sort of job for me. You guys sure are working late tonight. Any good leads? Well, uh, we found some more weapons. Hopefully we can uh, get another trail from them. Hopefully we'll find some evidence that gets us uh, nearer to uh, somebody who dealt with these weapons. All right, well, uh, I'm here to help. And uh, yep, you guys arrive at the uh, up at the office where most of the people have gathered there. So I'm going to give Buckner some kind of spiel about the importance of forensic investigation being the pinnacle keystone of the detective's job and how important it is that he learn this lesson if he wants to advance within the Lone Star organization. So, you know, I'm going to blow a whole bunch of steam up his pants and then go send him off to mess with the ordinance. And, well, you know, if it blows up, I won't be disappointed. All right. So uh, his response is, yeah, well, I'm not really trained for that. I mean, I'm not really sure what to do with a, with a missile. It's called on-the-job training, Buckner, and they make manuals. Yeah, I just, I don't think I'm the right fit for this job. I, I, so, I, I don't know, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd probably ruin your evidence. I mean, I'm so happy to help any way I can, but I don't think I'd be helping. Well, you could clean our coffee machine again. One of these leads to a career path of higher advancement. The other one, to a career in janitorial. And I'll give him kind of that blank look of, what are you going to choose? I sigh, shake my head, and start helping Nina with the paperwork. Buckner sighs and says, all right, well, I'll I'll take it down there and... I give him some advice based on my demolition skill on how to handle the thing. Okay. Uh, thank you. And just, uh... Go run along. Go do your task. Poor Buckner. Do you say that out loud or over comms? Text. Yep, he, uh, he leaves with the missile. You realize that he, there is a chance that he could probably put a hole in the side of this building, yet you gave that to him to take down the disposal? That's a relatively simple task. He should be able to handle it. And nobody will miss him if he's gone. You realize one of these days, he's probably going to go plump psycho on us. Yeah, but if I see him coming, that won't really happen. I'm going to go back to doing my other forensic stuff. i got to finish that report for Maddie. Probably take me all day Sunday to do it. Right, so you guys finish up the night. Uh, I'm assuming you eventually head back to your homes. I'm going to be double-checking with uh, Buckner before I leave to make sure that he uh, he got the evidence okay and got it processed to uh, to be uh, you know checked for DNA or whatever else we're going to be sending it off for. Yeah, he uh, sort of responds to you and says, uh, yeah, I, I'm taking care of it. No problem. Great, thank you. That's a good job. This is could It could break the case wide open. Excellent. Don't worry. I'm not taking any chances. Good job, man. Good job. He doesn't deserve our sympathies. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, uh, lazy drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday goes by, um, and then, uh, comes around to, uh, Monday. Um, I guess, uh, you, uh, drop off the operations report. After doing a bunch of work on it, you kind of go through and, uh, work on the formatting. Um, just give me a, um, police procedures roll there, uh, LT. Wow, I got four hits. All right, yeah, you do some research and polish it up real nice and drop it off and not actually drop it off on her desk physically, but, you know, send the file off to her and 
Um, you're pretty confident it's a good report. And about 10 a.m. on Monday, Buckner uh, um, stops by the office. Hey, fellas, uh, I got the report back on the uh, ordinance. Great. You want some coffee? Sure. I'll yeah, it comes in. A cup of coffee for the report. We'll mix them we'll as soon as you clean out the coffee pot. Oh, I, I did that this morning, 7.30, where you guys got here. <laughs> oh, shit. He's learning. No worries, every day. And uh, so so I uh, I went ahead and got this uh, analyzed by uh, one of my buddies down in Ordnance. Um, he uh, checked it over about... Uh, well, it only took him about an hour and a half this morning and uh, uh, got back to me on it. Uh, here's the uh, uh, official technical report. I don't know really what all this means, but he did say that there was some um, some biological matter. He uh, took a sample of it and uh, said he was going to get that uh, checked into by uh, forensic medicine. Uh, um, so we should have another report for that later on this, this afternoon. Great. Good job. Took a lesson from... Uh, Mr. Holmes there in a delegation. No, right. they call well, him a favor, but... Yeah, it takes a sip. And it's good coffee. Did my, uh, my uh, net search uh, for potential uh, known criminals that would be this kind of skill set for cleaning that hardware, uh, I got 10 hits over the course of an hour on Saturday. That get us any results? Oh, oh. Yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. Um, you do pick up on a few different potential leads, but... Um, None of them really match the image that uh, Voss came up with. Okay. You don't think it's one of them. That said, Voss's image is a little vague, but um, there's uh, there's some fairly distinctive aspects to a number of these people that, that don't seem to be uh, match up. And then the, the, the few others that, that don't have those other distinctive aspects have, uh, you know, don't seem to match the, the race. Uh, this is a human male uh, with uh, short, dark hair. Caucasian, um, just you know, just this guy basically with a lab coat. Lab, lab coat was probably his most distinctive feature. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, but that said, um, there's tons of people out there who will clean hardware for a fee. Just uh, this seems to be definitely a, a step or two above your typical street cleaner. So, yeah, most of Monday goes by, and uh, it gets later on in the shift and uh, you guys are following up on leads and doing paperwork and checking into things and doing whatever it is you do during the day. Maybe uh, honing your skills and um, you know, checking in with contacts here and there. Just doing the general police grunt work. And uh, it gets to be about the end of the day and uh, you haven't really heard anything else back from Buckner. Should we check on him? Well, is he uh, is he show up uh, status uh, at work? Oh, yep. Yeah, he's in the building. Are we supposed to have heard from him by now? He said that report would show up later in the day from the firm the forensics folks. All right. I'll just call him up. Hey, Buckner. Oh, uh, LT. Hey, uh, how's everything going? Uh, don't worry, I cleaned the coffee machine this morning. Excellent. Uh, you mentioned the forensics report might be coming back this afternoon. Right, right. I've been um, expecting to hear back from... Um, from uh, Michael's on that, but uh, he hasn't gotten in touch with me. I was uh, going to give him a call before I left the office today. Uh, I'll check in with him. I'll be right. Uh, I'll check in with him and get back to you. All right, Buckner. Uh, a couple minutes later, he uh, checks back with you. Um, yeah, it looks like he's not answering his comms. Um, he must have left early or something. Well, I was really expecting that report today. Give us something to do. Yeah, it does seem odd. He would just go home without telling me anything. Well, uh, you know where he lives. 
get in touch with him. He's got a party tonight. Who knows? Yeah, no, I don't really have access to his uh, personal personal files. Um, you might. I would. How do I find that out? Oh well, and he just describes the procedure. I I go try out the procedure. Can I get like his home address or something? Do you have any computer skill at all? No, that's why I have Buckner. <laughs> um, all right. Do you have any sort of? Um, you don't have a negative quality that would like uneducated or anything, do you? No. Okay, yeah, you're able to figure it out. Uh, he, he has to kind of talk you through a couple things. No, no, you go into this menu. Yep, click there. All right, good. And just open that. All right, there you go. Um, I think you've got no, some credentials there. No, but click you didn't mean like, like that, right? Just move my finger, right? Right, like like tap the data. Why just, Why does he use this term click when it's clearly tap? It's back from when people used to use these things called uh, mouse, where you'd click. It made a clicking sound, I guess. Mice. Right, well, okay. Yeah, yeah, just just tap tap that. Yeah, uh, you t- turn it ninety degrees, and you should be able to open it. Okay, I think I turned it in the wrong axes. You meant sideways, right? Right. Okay. So no, what you did was you uh, accidentally closed the file by turning it the other way. Just um, open it back up again by by tapping it. All right. Turn I it sideways it. this time. Turn it sideways. There you go. You see anything open up there? It should be like a box. Yeah, it's different a box. files in it. Yep, bunch of files. Okay, there you go. So, wow, don't you guys get any privacy? Huh. Oh, did you know he? Oh wait, I suppose I shouldn't tell you about that. It's a medical issue. All right. Um. Oh, I hope he's okay. No, no, that's from last year. Right. Okay. Well. I'm uh, sure it's not contagious. All cleared up now. Okay, good. Uh, I'll just leave you alone with those files then. Uh, let me know if you need any more help. Okay. All right, yep, so you're able to pull up his personnel file, and you've got his address. It's an apartment building in uh, central Dallas. Yep, definitely a nicer place. Um, actually about uh, five minutes' drive from HQ. Uh, you also are able to see his uh, logs, and it looks like he um, uh, essentially punched the time clock so to speak, uh, for work this morning at uh, 7.55 a.m. and um, did not punch out. He's on the clock. All right. Hey, Garrett. Yo! Can you stop by this address and check if this uh, guy's got our uh, uh, forensic evidence done yet? Yeah, sure. Wait, is this inside the building or is this an off-site address? It's off-site. Why would our forensic report be off-site? Well, exactly. You've got him now for doing something bad, so go get this stuff from him. Yes, sir. Hey, partner, and, uh, LT, you're, uh, LT, your comlink beeps again. It's, it's Buckner. Yes? Hey, I just uh, checked in with something. It looks like the, um, um, the missile is uh, not in evidence. Well, that was the plan. No, uh, it's it's logged into evidence. It's um, I mean, it was in the ordinance to be checked out, but it should have been checked back into evidence when the uh, when the scan was done. And um, I don't think it's in the building. Um, Scratch just Nina coming along. I think we might want to take a few more people. Well, should All right, team, with. we're rolling. Let's go. Let's go. I send a text message to Holmes. I blame you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, you guys are all. Mounting up then and heading over? Yeah. Yeah, something doesn't seem right here, and I have a feeling this is going to 
fall into the end bad category. All right, so you make your way to his apartment building, and uh, it's a uh, high-rise. You know, lower levels are a number of shops and uh, a couple of restaurants, and then, you know, upper levels, there's about 15 different floors of apartments. Okay, check it out. Send a drone, send spirits, whatever you guys do. I'm going to see if I can get through the door here. It looks like the lower two levels are pretty much open public access because there's shops and things and restaurants, but uh, the upper levels are uh, residents only. So I don't even know what this guy looks like, let alone what he looks like on the Astral. Um, going, I don't think I'm going to be able to find him there. If there's a body or a person, that's still useful to know. What, this whole building? Yeah, an apartment on the fifth floor, second from the right. Okay, I'll go check. I go check. Okay, uh, give me an edge test. No hits. Alright, so you start, you go in, like, to the right from which direction? Uh, you kind of come up from the elevator and look around, you're not quite sure you found the right apartment building. There's, there's one where there's a person in there, and it looks like they're, um, concentrating on something. You mean a sensing test? Four hits. Alright, yep, they're manipulating some technology and concentrating. Uh, they seem to be in a pretty good mood, though they're fairly hungry. And you get the impression of pre preparing food. I'll swing back down and let the LT know. Uh, uh, yeah, there's somebody up there. It looks like they're uh, getting ready to eat. Well, I'm buzzing the doorbell or whatever, or whatever it is. Okay, you kind of get to where the, the buzzer would be, and uh, um, you essentially send a, a ping up there, and uh, there's no response. So uh, I guess I'd like to know what people's disposition is on here. Um, how are you deploying or moving around? Again, there's um, an apartment building, about 15 stories of apartments. The lower two levels is kind of a shopping and dining area. There's a couple elevators that go up to the apartment buildings where um, there's actually a couple of uh, actual human guards there. Uh, people are coming and going. It looks like the LTs uh, kind of headed up near there and you know sent off a entry request to uh, Michael's apartment building. I'll hang back with the LT. I'm going to uh, pull up the uh, local spirit of a uh, recently deceased uh, lady who jumped to her death from an upper floor. Force four. Okay. Okay. Uh, Garrett and Nina, what are you guys doing? Well, for now, I'm uh, writing some of the party favors, but uh, basically waiting on what, you know, LT's orders. I have a feeling this is probably going to turn hard and fast, so, but see where he go he's going with this. So you're wow. waiting out in the car then? So I've been rolling really well all night, right up until now. I just rolled 14 dice and didn't get a single hit. Okay. Ouch. You must be thinking of a different building, because um, nothing's coming to you. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and give me uh, just roll your drain to drain. And Nina, what are you doing? Just waiting. Out in the car with Garrett, or inside the building? Stick with Garrett. No drain. Alright, Billy Joe? I am in the car... Uh, with two rotor drones up in the air, and I'm jumped into the one with the HMG. That's okay. just in case. And the other two uh, rotor drones have the tasers ready. So what do you think, LT? How you want to do this? I'm going to try again and put out an open call to any spirits of the uh, the dead out here. Force four. Okay. Well, I got three hits that time. All right, you get two net hits and two drain. All right, I... Uh, 
called the building superintendent, landlord, whatever they are, system. And I asked them to authorize checking that apartment, giving us access to that apartment to check on um, the resident. Okay, give me a negotiation test, and you can teamwork that with a, a police procedures role if you want. And uh, let's see. Max, uh, you call up a spirit, and uh, it comes up really quickly. And um, it's a person who uh, seems a bit disoriented. Uh, looks like a young man. His throat has been cut open, and blood's coming down. Um, you get the impression that this spirit hasn't even hasn't come back from the other veil, but has very recently crossed over. Hey, I bet I know his name. I think I might have found uh, Michael. Michael, is it? Yes? What? Uh, No, my name's... What is my name? I... I'm so confused. I was... I have three hits on a negotiation test. Okay. Yeah, um, so it only takes about a minute or so for you to get a response back, and uh, you guys, you're granted uh, clearance. The guards wave you through to the elevator. No, I was... was, uh, I got home from work. Nina, Garrett, me, come on. Going to my apartment, yep. and, um, and then now I'm here. What's what's wrong with my throat? It'll be Sur- okay. It'll be okay. Surveillance on the windows? If you say so. Okay, just tell me what to do. All right, come with us. We need to uh, to check on you. All right, and uh, as far as windows go, yeah, they're all, like, tinted windows. There is uh, there's one apartment on that level where they're... Um, there's a person uh, hanging out on the balcony, uh, smoking a cigarette. Does it look like a ganger? Uh, no, it looks like a person who'd be able to afford to live in these apartments. Okay. Um, looks like an elf, um, dressed in a uh, business casual, with a tie uh, loosened. It's, uh, it's a little after five o'clock, so uh, you know, looks like he's a wage slave who just got home from work. Smoke your your cigarette, little wage slave. I hate him already. Should I tase him? Nah. <laughs> All this right. is Texas. Exactly. We we don't we don't tase the uh we don't tase the many humans we oh wait a minute, I shouldn't say that out loud, should I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do. This is Texas. We get personal. He made a uh Yeah, anyway. Uh I wanna check out the windows for uh Michael's apartment. Kinda but they're tinted. Uh can I yep, try and look at the rule? Closed. What's that? Don't the uh, doesn't the star have like some kind of code they can issue where the, it, the tents become clear so you can see through them? If not, we should. Hmm, like an override on the building system, maybe. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> something that'd be really system. handy to have a uh, security uh, a Lone Star Decker around for. <laughs> yeah, you're oh, telling me. But yeah, that that sounds like something a computer specialist would be able to figure out to, how to do. Someone needs to get some computer skills. If only I had a deck. Why don't we requisition a deck? Right yeah, after right we find this dead guy. Alright, so the elevator door opens at the fifth floor. I'll head out to uh, get confused when the LT goes to a different room than the one I went into. <laughs> yep. So, uh, yep, the LT, you start, uh, start heading to that room, and the door is actually slightly ajar. I pull out my pistol... Hold it ready, and I look at Garrett and Nina. I'll lead. Okay. In we go. 
Tail and I'll get tail and Charlie. Okay. Uh, so when you um, how are you entering? Do you like small unit tactics breach? Exactly like we're trained. Yeah. Yeah, I would say small unit tactics would probably apply here. I think uh, slicing the pie would probably be pretty good. So we roll an assistance roll for small unit tactics? Assisting the LT? Yeah, Yeah, if you guys are doing a maneuver. I got three hits on my assistance. I got two on mine. Two on mine. Would I roll it two two. on the drones? Uh, No, you're not really participating in the maneuver. Okay. So I guess you're going to get up to seven additional dice if you have seven ranks. Otherwise, whatever number of ranks you have in the skill. Yep. And uh, we have a total of... No, I'm going to use Edge. Four hits. Okay, yeah, so it looks like uh, people who are searching when you enter will get a four-die bonus to... Actually, hey, Rob, since I've got you on the line here, I was kind of curious uh, about this one. This maneuver came up before, and it said the benefits is defensive bonus to the searcher only based on... Sorry, defensive bonus to the searcher only based on number of successes when performing the maneuver. Does that mean that the defensive bonus is equivalent to the number of successes? Yes. Because the successes required is varies. Basically, for every, yeah, your, the number of successes gained, that hits gained, is, is the same number of the bonuses you get. Okay, th- th- that's how I read it, but I wasn't sure what the actual, whether it was 2 to 1 or 1 to 1 or something else. Nope, what's your roll is what so. you get. It's handy to have the author here to explain it. <laughs> All right. That is pretty yeah. awesome, isn't it? We should All do right, that cool. more often. <laughs> I don't think you can trust him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll say, uh, who's the searcher then, Nina or Garrett? I don't know. Who's point, basically? Nina. Okay. Ooh, we got it fixed. You got this. How are you entering, Nina? Um, exactly as I was trained. I'm not sure. I don't know. So are you just kind of kicking the door and moving in, or it's a jar. stealth? Yeah, no, I'm not going to make a bunch of noise. I'm going to notice people. i got that whole magic-y thing. I guess what I'm trying to ask is, are you being sneaky or not? Sure. Okay, roll your stealth. Cliff, uh, I'd like to take a free action here to send a, a text message to Buckner asking him, uh, hey, can you send me a picture of uh, what Mike looked like when he was alive? <laughs> Initially, you get back, what? Er... Can you send me a picture of Michael, please? Thank you. A couple seconds later, an image comes through. And I'll pass that around to the team. Five hits. All right, so you slip into the room. Uh, give me a perception check. And that uh, move gave us four? Is that right? You get four dice to def- defense test if you're attacked. Five hits. Okay, so it sounds, as you're moving in, you it sounds like there's um, somebody in the... It should be the living room area up ahead. There, there's essentially like a short hallway. There's a closet to your left, a bathroom to your left, kitchenette to your right, and then it goes forward and opens up to where the balcony is, and there's a living room type area, which is mostly around the corner. Um, so as you're sort of moving up and approaching that, you're, uh, you can hear that some people are... that, that so, some someone is um, in that room, and it sounds like, based on some like shifting here and there, there's more than one person in here. And there's these little clicking and tapping type sounds. It sounds like somebody's working on something. Like, like you know, cleaning a gun or something. Can I roll my perception plus magic to use my motion sense to determine how many there are? 
Um, sure. Hey, Cliff, would uh, the sensor array three rating for the rotor drones would that give it like a low light vision or a thermographic vision? Sure. So could I switch to thermographic thermographic vision, looking in through these windows and see if I can see what's going on in there? Um, thermo doesn't really let you see through things. It okay. lets you see what the temperature of things are. Okay, I was thinking that might let me see the, the heat signatures of the, if there's anybody inside there. But my general impression is thermo doesn't let you see through walls and stuff. If somebody's leaning up against the wall, essentially that part of the wall would be warmer than the rest of it, but you can't, like, see the heat signatures of people walking around in the room. You know, what'd you get, Okay. Nina? So I got four hits, which means that I should be able to, let's see... Detect living beings or objects that would otherwise be hidden by, hidden by normal senses, such as sight, sound, and smell. Um, I beat all the thresholds, so um, within 18 meters of me, I know where everything is. Okay, yeah. Everything there, that's moving. There are five people in the room around the corner, uh, around a small object that's about the right size and shape of a missile. And there's some other like smaller objects and tools around the room they're picking up and, and using. Uh, a right. couple of them are standing and kind of facing the entrance to the um, apartment, in you know, around the corner, so just out of view. But three of them seem to be kind of uh, huddled over the missile, or what you assume is a missile. All right. Can I use the tech net to relay all this information without making any noise? Yes. I will do so. I will do my best to paint a picture. That's what it's there for. Perfect. Okay, and uh, yeah, now, uh, Billy Joe, you have enough information... Now that you could potentially make blind fire shots through the windows. Okay. Using uh, the tack net and the, and the data she's put in. LT, you just give me a green light if you want me to start hosing these guys down. One other option I'm going to say over the tack net is I could uh, try to take, subdue someone, you know, make a little noise, draw one person back, and uh, essentially Vulcan nerve pinch them. Did. Do we have a confirmation on the uh, the body of uh, that uh, Mike is dead? Negative. Hey Cliff, does the spirit look like Michael? Nope. Aww. Michael is um, looks like a fairly short human with a uh, kind of brightly colored blonde hair and really tan skin. Uh, so like, we have three targets, but we don't know who. It, we can just confirm that there's three people in there now. That's five. It, right. Five, five people. people. I've got non-lethal rounds loaded. They're tinkering with a highly explosive rocket, right? Yeah. Yes. Depends on where they are in the process. Light them up. Okay. Uh, Ten-round burst. Suppressive fires. That's, so that gives you a chance to breach the door. Or you just want me to take some of them out? Actually, I would suggest my suggestion is to hold that off as a last resort. We've got surprise... If we use speed, we might be able to get in there and subdue these and subdue them. I mean, being able to interrogate some of these guys as to why they took this missile might also be just as beneficial. Plus, if we start hosing this area, we got this to think about. Uh, this is a building. We are still police. If we accidentally cause ex excessive damage and accidentally kill a civilian, yeah, the captain may not like it. So this is one of those times we might have to show a little restraint. I don't think we can control three on five. There's what? Five of us? Three of them? There's five of them. Well, just a suggestion. Your call, LT. I'm going to summon uh, 
my spirit to the uh, the physical plane here, the uh, the one that I just summoned, the Force Four one. So he's ready to act as soon as uh, we go. Until we're ordered otherwise, I'm going to ready an action to uh, unarmed hit, unarmed strike on anyone uh, coming into view if they happen to, you know, come around. Okay. Specifically, nerf strike. All right, Billy Joe. Yeah, LT. You've got to hit him. Can you do that? You want me to hit more than one or just one? Oh, you can't miss. Yeah, I can do that. Do Do I know what um his fire could do to that missile? Uh, yeah, potentially set it off. I'll mention this one straight round, and boom. Sorry, go ahead. What were you saying? Who, me? Yes. I just said I'll mention as much over the tack net. Okay. Don't hit the missile. Not a chance. Yeah, and you think in your head, um, there's actually, if you're doing blind fire based on positional data, there's actually a very good chance. Oh, that I'm going to hit it? Yeah. Oh, shit. If you're Um, shooting anywhere near it using a, like, a fully automatic gun... There's, you know, it's a very risky shot. Well, can't I shoot at the two guys that are by the door instead of the three guys that are at the table playing with the rocket? It, I hand Nina a flashbang grenade, and I have a flashbang grenade. All right. Now we're talking. <laughs> Damn. I wanted to shoot someone. I hold my fingers up, three, and then I just tick it down. So we throw two grenades into the next room together. Yep. They do right. stun damage, right? Yes. Um, LT, how about I have the uh, the spirit go and uh, grab the missile at the same time as you toss those? The missile shouldn't uh, affect the uh, the spirit at all. And in the chaos, he can probably get it out into safety. Yeah. So my fingers are going down. Tell it. All right. So I guess everybody roll initiative. Alrighty. All right. Looks like we're still missing Officer Garrett. 18. And... Um, the Holmes. Okay, there you go. I'm here. All right, so you got all the initiatives in the Google Doc here. Um, so Billy Joe, you're first. I am standing by, uh, waiting. Uh, you know, taking aim, doing all that, waiting for the green light to blind fire. All right, you taking aim at one of the two figures that's away from the missile, or one of the Correct. three that's huddled around it. One okay. of the ones that are away from the missile. All right, and Nina. Waiting for the countdown from LT. As of the point of uh, rolling initiative, he's down to one or whatever. So it's go time. Okay, then I throw a grenade. All right, give me a thrown weapons roll. Four hits. Okay, you put it right where you want it. Where do you want it? Nestled within the group of them, since I know where they are. Okay. So you kind of toss it in and bounce it off the, uh, the window to kind of have it land, plop right where you want it to go. Nifty. Is this wirelessly enabled? That's up to LT. Yes. Okay, so did you want to do a free action to set it off now, or wait till later? Because if it was just a timed, it would go off on the next pass. I don't know. uh, It's not my grenade. Oh, okay, gotcha. So you don't trigger it then. Um, Then uh, Holmes on 20. I am also going to hold my action until we actually move into the apartment. All right, Garrett on 18. Anyone tossed a grenade yet? Uh, Nina tossed hers. What about LT? He hasn't gone yet. I'm holding. I'm holding until LT tosses his grenade. Then I'm going in. All right, and the spirit goes. Probably uh, zips in and picks up the missile. I take What's it. That? Spirit zips in and picks up the missile. Sounds reasonable. All right, so uh, yeah, we're going to roll eight dice for the spirit. What are the eight dice for? Oh, um, essentially force plus agility. Okay. 
If the agility is higher than or lower than you know, modify is needed. Nope. But I wanted to check. I was being lazy and just yeah, just double force. <laughs> yeah, two hits. Two hits. Okay. Yeah, the spirit is running and picked up the missile. And uh then uh Tony. Hello? I assume he's probably rolling dice. Yeah, Nick, you there? Can you hear me now? Yep. That's better. Oh, only one control button works. Uh, three hits, oh. and then I set uh, both off with a free action with a wireless. Okay, so where did you want yours to land? In the other room. Okay, yep, so both of the flashbangs go off. That's what, uh, ten stun? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's just a straight ten stun for everything in range. Okay, yep, the flashbang goes off, one of them does. Sorry, both of them do, um, still rolling dice for the rest of them. All right, and uh, I guess Nina, you pick up movement that, um, let's see, all, uh, or four out of the five people uh, basically just kind of grab their heads and fall down. Another one is, is rocked a bit and is swaying but still standing. I'll adjust the picture. All right, and then uh, Voss, your turn. I guess I will step out and cast Agony Force, uh, force 6 at uh, the guy who is still standing. Okay. Actually, no, make it force five. Okay. No, yep. no, six. Yeah, force six. What am I saying? Force six. You step out and go to cast a spell at him, and you recognize him as Michaels. He's got blood all over his hands. Whew. Kind of a wild look in his eyes, because, well, he's been flashbanged twice. And now he's going to get very, very painful, hopefully. That's just resisted straight-up willpower, or is it willpower plus logic? Willpower plus logic. Five hits. All right, you feel he's got a very strong will in mind. Uh, you managed to get a little bit through, and he kind of leans over some as he sways with the pain, but you see he's fighting through it. Okay. It's uh, it's one box of stun and one box of physical per net hit Yep. while I sustain it. And on his turn, which is actually going to be on six instead of nine... Uh, Lone Star, stop resisting! <laughs> he uh, basically just runs up to you, and um, he's basically trying to grab you. Give me a, um, a melee defense test. Do we have any residual bonuses from our small unit tactics? Uh, no, and that, those, those would only apply to Nina. Not one single success. All right, he uh, grabs you, but then you realize he's not trying to, like, grapple you. He's uh, putting his hands on your face and rubbing blood on your face, and he starts spitting in your face. You. Um, so, uh, Billy uh, Joe, you're next. Uh, well, I'm still taking aim and standing by and holding my uh, action. You realize your you, your aim target is obsolete now, as you're getting more data and feed from the TACnet and from Nina. That uh, basically everybody's down except for this one guy who's now really really close to um, um, names, uh, Voss. Uh, Okay, I'm I'm standing by. I can take aim on him then. Okay, so you get two aim actions on him. Uh, Nina, your turn. Yeah. Hey, uh, Cliff. I think you might have skipped over me because I said as soon as the oh. flashbangs went off, I was. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, rushing. Garrett. Uh, you can go. Okay, I'll choose. Uh, at this point, I will bypass, sweep the room. Who's the biggest quote-unquote threat that I see in the room? Uh, well, it looks like there's this guy who's kind of rubbing his hands on. His bloody hands on um, uh, Voss's face and spitting into his face. And that's pretty much it? Um, yeah, everybody else is down. Looks like okay. the flashbangs did their job. 
okay. Shotgun blast gel rounds. I am, he's taking a taking a nice shot. All right, go ahead and take minus three dice off because you don't want to shoot your uh, friend. Sure. Unless you really don't care which one you shoot. Well, they are non-lethal. Or <clears throat> less than lethal. <laughs> Potentially lethal in the right amount. <laughs> and, oh yeah, take a die off from your movement. Other than that, um, you're good. Three. Okay, he uh, kind of like lunges as if to try to dodge. Let's see how well he does. Is this a single shot? Correct. Alright, you uh, get two net hits. What's the damage? Hold on, click one too many times. And what's the AP on that, too, with gel rounds? Uh, it's going to be 12, 12S, negative 1. Correction, no armor penetration. It uh, cancels it out. Damn, 8 hits. If he weren't, like, one box away from dropping already, he would have <laughs> shrugged that off pretty well. But um, yeah, you nail him. Um, you can tell by the way he moves that he looks like he's wearing an armor vest under his clothes. Uh, he goes flying, slams against the wall, and falls down to the ground, unconscious. Kinchi. Uh, anybody who's in the room now can give me a perception test. And, uh, Voss, um, do you have any cyberware? No. Okay. Yeah. I'm spitting the, uh, the blood out, uh, wiping my mouth, grabbing my med kit Four out, hits. and uh, start taking the, uh, the appropriate biohazard uh, uh, precautions. Okay. Uh, let's see. You got four hits? Uh, I got Tony. five hits. Tony. Just one. Okay. So, what about you, Garrett? I'm sorry, what was that again? Perception check? Stanley. Three on perception. Okay. So, yeah. Garrett, you're the first to notice because the others kind of move into the room after the, the, the fight stops, as it were. Um, you see that each of the people that are lying on the ground, um, they've got, like, blood smears kind of on their face or on their arms, but it doesn't look like they've been injured other than, you know, the flashbangs going off. And they just look like normal people. Like one's, uh, looks like a young woman wearing a business pantsuit. Uh, there's a dwarf who's, um, he's got a t-shirt and sweatpants and athletic shoes. And the, the people just look, uh, pretty much normal, except for they've got some blood smeared on them. And, uh, you see the, uh, the Michaels, um, he actually, um, Looks like he has um, long cuts on his arms that are still bleeding. Probably self-inflicted. And Voss has got a bunch of blood all over him. Um, and Voss, yeah, as you're going to clean yourself off, you realize there's way more blood than you thought on you. Um, you know, you figured, you know, somebody was just smearing some blood they had on their hands, but it looks like he was actually bleeding. Oh, and he yeah, uh, yeah. got all of your clothes and all of your neck and your face. Yeah, I'm heading out of the crime scene and uh, and doing what I can to, to clean myself off and uh, and whatnot using the uh, the med kit we've got. Well, uh, I guess I'm gonna start running around and uh, I don't know what that means. BSI. Um, I got restraints. I'll start, you know. All right, so need to start getting restraints out and go around to people. Yep. Can we sense them? Sorry. Was gonna say, can we sense them to see if any of them are uh, active? Or magically active, or awakened, I guess. Okay, you, you do some sensing. You don't pick up any magically active aspect to them. What was one of you all saying something? I was just gonna say I'm gonna sweep the rest of the apartment for safety. Right, uh, nobody else is here. There's some tools and stuff on the ground, 
there's um, this guy kind of floating in the air a little bit. Um, looks like he's got his throat slit. He's holding the missile. It's partially disassembled. Well, just look at just basically a quick sweep. Make sure there's no other questionable items, potential uh, hazardous ordnance, you know, that type of stuff. Just kind of a quick peek in each of the rooms to clear. Sure. Uh, Nina, do you have any cyberware? Nope. Okay. And Officer Garrett, give me an edge test. Because I'm pretty sure you have cyberware, right? Just a little. Tony has cyberware. Uh, Tony hasn't really done much, though. You kind of you walked in the room and looked. Are you? What, what are you doing once you're in there? Uh, actually, I'm standing at the door. I mean, or wherever we were when it went in and everybody's gone in. I've called it in and I'm arranging for the ambulances and the arrest wagons and the site forensic team and all of that business that you have to yeah, do. Bomb disposal. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep, By the good. way, four on the edge test. Okay. Oh, and talking with the smart system that runs the building and letting them know that uh, one of their residents was attacked and blah, 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 blah. All right. Yep, and this turns out to be a bit of a big mess. Uh, turns out there's um, there's a number of people who were murdered on this floor. Um, looks like they kind of went door to door, and um, you'll be able to you know view camera footage and stuff and get more details as that comes in. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Arcology Podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Arcology Podcast in any official capacity whatsoever. All other works mentioned in this podcast are the property of their respective owners. Original content of the Arcology podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 unported license. So if you use any part of the show, please give us credit.